Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
Mr. Raz Al Ghul. And then he turns around and it's not Ken Watanabe. No. He says, You're not Raz Al Ghul. Watched him die. And all of a sudden, this ominous voice from behind Bruce says, But is Raz Al Ghul immortal? Are his methods supernatural? And he turns around and who's there? Liam Neeson. Yeah. There's a great little fight on the on the subway. Roz is fighting him, matching him all the way. He's like, he's finally got him pinned. And he says, You finally learned to do what is necessary. Best line in the movie. I won't kill you. Throws some exploding shurikens behind him. Yep. They blow things. But I don't have to see you. That signal goes off. Yes. Batman shows up, knocks on it. Nice. I couldn't find any mob bosses. And then we have a great little Easter egg slash foreshadowing to the next movie. Take this guy. Arm robbery, double homicide. Got a taste for the theatrical like you. Leaves a calling card. I'll look into it. And we watched The Dark Knight. Jet has a press conference. Does not go well because he's like, oh, you know, if Batman wants to come out, he can. Okay, let's uh, let's arrest the Batman. I am the Batman. Through this interrogation scene, we find out that the Joker has kidnapped Harvey and Rachel and put them in buildings that are rigged to explode. The Joker has set a cell phone bomb inside a person. When the Joker puts the gun to his head in the hospital seat and Harvey's in the hospital bed, he hasn't flipped the coin. Joker has his thumb on the on the hammer the whole time. Oh. Batman has fully set up the sonar from the cell phones, and Lucius is very pissed. The Joker's giving the whole speech about uh, here are all the things. He's reading off a manifesto. He's reading that speech. This was all his plan. What looks to be the hostages at the hideout are actually Joker's men. What looks to be Joker's men are actually the hostages. So the movie would be kind of, I would say, standard, almost formulaic movie if it ends after the Joker. But it doesn't. I'm so glad it doesn't. Gordon accidentally gives away that it, it's his son that he doesn't want to have killed. Batman gets shot, but that doesn't stop him. He tackles Harvey. Batman decides he's got to be the vigilante. He runs away. Jim Jr. comes down. Why is he running? Because we have to chase him. And now, the conclusion. Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 60. I'm Casey Ryan. I'm Todd Panic, And, and we, we watched The Dark, Dark Knight, Knight Rises. Rises. So, Todd, here we are. Episode 60, season finale. That is crazy. Three seasons in the bank once we're done tonight, right? Like, that's crazy. <sighs> oh, how's your quarantine, bud? Oh, well, uh, it is what? Day 437. Uh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm approaching right. uh, the man in the iron mask kind of uh, 
vibe. You are. You, you're om- it's almost as long as it was that last time that you purposely grew it out. Uh, you know, the Kurt Russell vibe is really calling me. I can I can hear it. Oh, it's, no. uh, yeah. Didn't you cut it last time, though? Because Aubrey was like, no. Everyone was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I liked no, it. No, that's true. You did. You did. That's true. You were very I kind. was so sad when you put that picture up. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. The problem is the, the problem is the long hairs that are gray are not they're not team players. They're not, they're not, they're not. Oh, because they, they want to just go their own way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Whatever. What are you going to (laughs) do? So, so, uh, hello everyone. I hope you're enjoying your quarantine. Right. Uh, Todd, we've got a shit ton of stuff to do, but most of it's going to be back end stuff. I think. Yes. We didn't really talk about that before we started. No, we should. Uh, yeah. I say we, we've got to draw the, uh, the thing. Let's do that at the end. Okay, we'll do that at the end. All right. So, so uh, I th- to be fair, we talked about for episode 50, which 10 episodes ago, we talked uh-huh. about giving away a, a great print from a, a friend of ours, Gene Raganese, that uh, is a really talented graphic artist, produced the Gentleman of Star Wars, I would call <laughs> it. Um, and we're going to give that away for folks who use kind of tagged us in a media post, a social media post with a TSPHC 50 mm-hmm. tag. Uh, we had a few folks that did that. Just as we were doing that, uh, this little thing called the coronavirus hit and kind of uh, threw a little wrench in the plan. So we figured, hey, how fitting for our season finale. We'll give that away today. Yeah. So we'll do that at the end. Yeah. So uh, since we are. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? Thanks, Bob. So as we close out season three, you know, right there with us, our partners in crime for. Uh, right since season one. I mean, they it wasn't episode one, but within a few episodes, we realized we had something special with Branching Out Bottle Shop in Township 5 in Camillus. Stopped over there the other day looking for our beer and very happy with the choice uh, of, of beer selections for this movie. So uh, the beer comes to us from Upland Brewing Company. Their motto is well-made beer meets progressive Midwestern culture. Located in Bloomington, Indiana, The intriguing story of Upland Brewing Company began in 1998 with a mission to brew remarkable beers in remarkable ways, staying true to the artisan, progressive spirit found in our part of the Midwest. Our Sour program began in 2006 as a way to entertain our curious brewers looking for innovative flavor combinations. Upland, now the third largest brewery in Indiana, brews more than 50 different styles of beer annually. Our beer for this evening is just really leaning into your favorite hero's moniker. It's the Dark Knight, and our beer is Darken. It is their barrel-aged sour brown ale. So the description for this beer, a Belgian-style sour ale, heavily influenced our sour program in the beginning, and Darken is a take on an old ale or Flanders outbrewing style. Good luck with that. Uh, We add nearly the entire spice rack to this ale, including star anise, ginger, grains of paradise, black pepper, and coriander. Formerly named Dantalian, the powerful great duke of hell, if you're curious, Darken is a complex ale with an approachable tartness and flavors of spice, fruit, caramel, and chocolate. It has a medium low body with a dry, spicy finish and a 9% alcohol by value. So again, this is one of those times that it's okay that we are uh, apart because 9%, this is a 500 milliliter bottle. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. I'm trying to think. I feel like we've had a sour beer once before. 
It might have been episode, uh, season three, not that long ago. Um, but we don't drink a lot of sours. I got some buddies that are big sour fans. But My brother boy, loves smell. sours. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's it's interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Cheers, brother. Yeah. Cheers, brother. Holy cats. There's a lot going on in that. Wow. It is sour, but not bitter. It's more tart than sour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, you definitely uh, taste this that is ginger. A good beer. My oh my. Oh yeah, yeah. That is that is tasty. I would also like to point out: Did you get the same vibe from the front label of Ice? Oh yeah, I see that. Yep, in the upper right hand corner. So that kind of plays into uh, a major part of this movie. The ice. Oh no, Exile. Oh yes, of course. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I'm so pretty. Uh, yeah. So listen. Um, we're going to take a break over the summer. We'll be doing some stuff behind the scenes to be ready for our season four premiere, but you don't have to wait for us to come back. Head over to branching out bottle shop in township five in Camillus, the finest beer selection in all of central New York. You will not be disappointed. And please give Barley a pat on the head for me. It's the least you can do. It's the least you can do for that sweet pup. That's right. Uh, so we got one reshoot. Reshoot. Yes. And I caught it when I was editing it and I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll let some nerd correct me on it. Sure. When we were taking a trip down uh, middle earth lane, I said it was Aowen. Mm-hmm. It is Arwen. But in my defense, why would you name both of Aragorn's love interests? So fucking close <laughs> together in name. Arwen. Aowen. Well, you know, in game of Thrones, there's an, there's an, Asha and an OSHA. It's one really, really stingent on a uh, factory safety, workplace safety. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, the wor- the uh, the White Walkers all have to have personal protective sure. equipment on prior to yeah, marching I mean, south of the wall. Now, who uh, who corrected us on that? Well, that's a great question that I don't know the answer to. Oh shit. Okay, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna owe somebody. Hang um, on. Was yell it... at us. We'll uh... hang on. I'm gonna cut out Was for it a email? TSPHC Army, through the magic of editing, you didn't have to sit through it, but Todd and I just spent easily five minutes trying to find who sent us this uh, reshoot. So we apologize. We cannot find it. Uh, We will reshoot that in season four. So stay tuned for that. Okay. uh, You want to do some production notes? Yes, let's do that. You know, that's my... Uh, that's one of my favorite parts of this process is just understanding kind of what happened behind the scenes. So there's a whole lot here that we don't need to talk about directed by um, this little indie director, Christopher Nolan written by uh, Christopher Nolan and his brother, Jonathan Nolan, a a common uh, partner of his Uh, story by credit for David Goyer, who we've talked about is a man with um, whose roots pretty much run through all of the DC Uh movies in the modern era this is the third in the trilogy don't need to talk about any of that i'll skip to this movie comes out in july of 2012 it has a budget of 300 well wikipedia puts it anywhere from 250 to 300 million Mm dollars and at the box office it does 1.084 billion with a b dollars it is the second batman film uh series to earn over second in the Batman film series earn over a billion. Um, and you know, we should, uh, I think we have to acknowledge there's a, uh, a social tragedy that happened, you know, a, a mass shooting, a mass murder 
uh, in Colorado. I don't want, I'll be honest with you, I don't want to give that guy any airtime. We know that it existed. No, but we do need to acknowledge the victims and the heroes of the Aurora uh, movie tavern, I believe, is was the was, was it a was it a movie it was tavern? A, was that so. before that was b- before we had one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Century sixteen. No. Oh, sorry, I I apologize. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, it's a terrible tragedy. It is the reason between. I, I mean, when you really think about it, the only one of these three movies that Christian Bale has seen is Batman Begins. Really, he won't see The Dark Knight because of Heath Ledger, and he can't watch this because of the connection. Yeah. That's fair. So that happened. We're aware of it. We remember the victims, but frankly, don't want to talk about the shooter. No. No. Okay. Don't mention his name. Yeah. That's what I've got for production. What do you have? This is the third in the trilogy. Were they thinking about switching people around? What do you got? Oh, there it is. He's got a piece of paper. All right. For John Blake. Oh, yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. They had just done. um, The Departed? uh, No. Spinny Top. The Departed. Inception. No, spinny top. No, no. <laughs> Inception. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. So, uh, DiCaprio, Ryan Gosling, and Mark Ruffalo? Uh, who is the same okay. age as Christian Bale? Okay. Right. One of these yeah. things is not like the other. One of them could be their dad. So, listen, Joseph Gordon Levitt is phenomenal in this and makes me sad at the end that we don't get a nightwing movie which would have been phenomenal i don't think that's what they were setting up i think they were setting up new batman a new batman yeah listen yeah whatever uh honestly well well, i'll i'll save what i actually think was going on for the end I, i i leonardo dicaprio so this is a 2012 movie the departed came out in 2006 i would have a hard time i think seeing leonardo dicaprio and not thinking of the departed you know because no. so yeah um yeah that's okay and i just don't see him as tough beat cop uh john blake gosling sure maybe i mean in in 2012 i would have been like no but seeing the other guys i'm like oh, <laughs> he's got something to him he he's they're younger leading men yeah oh nice guys oh the nice, guys. Yeah, nice yeah. guys yeah but listen they got it right <laughs> joseph gordon Levitt, the man the only problem is Joseph Gordon-Levitt has this weird thing of, I'm going to speak with a New York accent. Gotham City isn't New York City? What? No. But the thing, <laughs> but it's like some British actors do it. I'm like, but he's not British. I don't get it. And he doesn't have it when he's talking normally. Yeah. I hear you. You know, uh, listen, again. So Gotham City is not New York City, but clearly everything about Gotham City is intended to make you think of Gotham, of New York City at its worst. Yeah. This is the first of the Nolan movies that actually filmed a lot in New York City. Oh, really? The stock exchange, all that stuff is oh, actual. Oh, sure, sure. And I was just kind of like, but you've shot so much of this in Chicago. Chicago doesn't have a stock exchange area? Uh, yeah, and actually Chicago does uh, have a stock oh, exchange. Oh, right, because it's in uh, Ferris Bueller. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, okay, so for Catwoman. Yep. Obviously Anne Hathaway, uh, Natalie Portman, Kira Knightley, Kate Mara, Gemma Arterton. Her name keeps popping up. We, yeah, I was just going to say, we, yeah, we just talked about her. Yep. I think it was for Fantastic Four, mm. which how interesting that Kate Mara is also on this list. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, while you look, Jessica Biel, Blake Lively, Charlotte Riley, Tom Hardy's fiance at the time. So I think okay. that was just a, 
Sure, Tom. Well, your fiance sure. can audition for this movie. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Lady Gaga. Mm, oh, listen. You know what? I, I was about to. I was about to be a smartass, and yet, fucking A Star Is Born is a phenomenal movie. I'm saying nothing. Okay, I hear that. Yep, okay. I see that. Uh, of those, aside from obviously Anne Hathaway, who uh, spoiler alert is the best thing in this movie, uh, <laughs> I take Portman. I'd be interested to see what Jessica Biel could do because no offense to her, but she's always seemed like a, a vanilla actor. She's, she's fine. Yeah. 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 She's, I just don't think she has the levels at this, but uh, Hathaway Beal and Mara were the ones that screen tested. Well, you know, I would, I would say that Anne Hathaway probably would have been in that, in that camp of she's fine, but maybe a little too G rated. Until she had done, what's that movie? Is it Havoc? Mm-hmm. Well, Brokeback Mountain. Anne Hathaway? Yeah. Is she in? No, seriously. Yeah. Is she in Brokeback Mountain? Yeah. Oh, she's uh, she's not Heath Ledger's wife. She's, yeah, she's, she's uh, yeah, Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. She's yeah, Gyllenhaal, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. For Jen, Selena Kyle's sidekick, the, the young lady. Yes. Chloe Grace Moritz. And Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, interesting. Uh, Havoc. So here, so it might be the only thing. If you've seen Anne Hathaway nude, it was in Havoc. Oh, and in Brokeback Mountain and in Love and Other Drugs. Oh, she's nude in that too? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, (laughs) Anne had a period there where she liked to take off her clothes. Well, I I think that was her trying to... Break free of the Princess Iris? Yes, 100%. So um, She... 100% 100% succeeded. And I'm definitely, I said it in kind of a snarky way, but I, if you're comfortable taking your clothes off on camera, more power to you, you know? Yeah, 100%. That's your choice. As long as she wasn't pressured into doing it to get the part, I'm cool that's with it. it. Yeah, that's her body, her choice, man. It's your choice. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, <laughs> Robin Williams coming up again in a Batman movie. Would they, what? Was rumored to play Hugo Strange. You don't know who Hugo Strange is, do you? Uh, no. Does he have a cabinet? I feel like I feel like it's like the the curious the curious the wondrous curio of Hugo no, no, Strange. No. He's no. just okay. he's he's a he um Hugo Strange is a doctor works at Arkham and he constantly is trying to get Batman to admit that he's Bruce Wayne and a bunch of other things. He's just he's just kind of a sea level foil. He probably it probably would have been like uh like at Blackgate Prison, okay, uh, something like that. I don't know. It would have just been a probably a, uh, a cameo. Okay. And lastly, since we're probably gonna shit on it, uh, the entire podcast, what? according to Tom Hardy, he based the voice of Bane on Bartley Gorman, born 1944, died 2002, an Irish <laughs> traveler who was the undefeated bare-knuckle boxing champion of the United Kingdom, a Romany gypsy, so I wanted to underpin the Latin, but a Romany Latin as opposed to Latino, says Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom, you just sound like a goofball. I wonder if that real-life person was any... I wonder if the movie um, Snatch... I mean, you're talking about a bare-knuckle boxer... No, because I think... I, I remember reading that Brad Pitt just wanted to do an Irish accent. I wonder more about uh, not Brad Pitt's accent, more about the actual character in the story, whoever wrote the script for that. Maybe. 
But I'm looking at I'm looking at um, Bartley Gorman's wiki page. I don't see any reference to Snatch. I do see, yeah, I do see Tom Hardy, uh, the reference there. Yeah, and you know we we've said it a bunch of times. Wow, it's an interesting it's an interesting choice. <laughs> Tom is kind of becoming that actor who does interesting accents for every part. Uh, there's a movie called Lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, he has a Welsh accent, so it takes your ear a second to get used to because Welsh accents are, and I think he did it because it, the whole movie is him driving to London, and he's in like he's in like a more rural part of the United Kingdom, and he's on the phone the entire night with other people, and one of the people he's on the fo- phone with is actually uh, Andrew Scott. Um, uh, well, spoilers for Sherlock Moriarty from sherlock uh not andrew scott i can't remember his name uh and he keeps talking about the poor but with a welsh accent no the poor the poor is good the poor is good you're going to be fine and you're just kind of like what what is going on in this movie so tom loves his weird accents good for him uh andrew scott you were right hmm sherlock the benedict cumberbatch yeah, yeah. and scott, um, jim moriarty also, one of the voices in Locke is uh, a very young Tom Holland oh, playing his son. Interesting. No <laughs> yeah. kidding. Uh, so that's his thing. I mean, who are we? First of all, I think Tom Hardy's a phenomenal actor. Oh, sure. I'm not criticizing what he does. You know, Billy Zane, I am a big fan of his. The man is, his head is shaved, and he has said that the first part of building a character for him is the wig, the hair. So who are we to uh, second guess? Everybody's got their thing. Not, yeah. 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 And if that's his thing to get him into a character, sure. Just some of them don't jive with the character. Bane, I have a huge problem with the accent he chose to do for the Revenant. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm good with all. There's not one that I don't like. Even with Bane, I feel like Bane is supposed to be such an alien character. Mm-hmm. I don't think you hear that accent and go, oh, well, that's from there or it sounds like so-and-so I, I mean maybe if you have been around a lot of travelers maybe you would recognize that I, but to me i hear that i'm like it's strange and it's foreign and i have no context for it which i think is how i'm supposed to feel about Bane. yeah and it's very rarely irish feeling which is but maybe that's the romany side of things well yeah see yeah i would say it's not irish at all um in the same way that Irish travelers, I don't think, would identify themselves as, as Irish. They would identify themselves as travelers. He's just of Irish descent, but he's Romany? Uh, uh, not of Irish descent. Like, of they would be Romany. Um, they might be, in Ireland, might be in Ireland, but that kind of tribal identity, I think, is Gotcha, strong. gotcha. Now, again, okay. two white guys. We might be opining on something that we don't know. <laughs> Trying to figure if, this out on the fly. someone knows better, let us know. We'll correct it. No problem. Yeah, please. But if Bane is supposed to be this, again, almost alien character, the voice works for that. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely weird. <laughs> and I forgot how many that guy actors are yeah. in this movie. Holy shit. There's like a cavalcade. It's insane. I am so excited to talk about this movie. So let's. what else do we got to cover? Uh, That's it. That's it. Okay, so IMDb score. Um, oh, yeah, our, yeah, yeah. Our IMDb score is an 8.4 out of 10. Okay. We'll yeah. talk about that at the end. Sure will. Um, 
Let's see. Anything else we want to cover? Now let's roll that film. Oh, so we open after almost a minute of Vanity Logos. Holy crap. We're getting to Marvel level with that. Uh, We are at, I'm assuming, Harvey Dent's memorial. So this is probably days after the events of... um, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Thank you. And uh, it is... Jim Gordon, he's there. He's talking about... I knew Harvey Dent. I was his friend. And it will be a very long time before someone inspires us the way he did. And he ends his speech with... I believed in Harvey Dent. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, we know how bitter that is for Gordon because of the ending of The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. The movie started, and I was like, oh, my God. Why have I not watched this movie since it came out? Because I'm not, I loved this. I loved rewatching this. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to cover it all. Don't worry. Okay. All right. So yeah, we spend a, a moment with Gordon kind of reframing. Like if you didn't remember, there's a switcheroo. Batman uh-huh. took the fall. Harvey's the good guy. God bless Harvey Dent, basically, right? And it's almost like the cold open for the cold open, which is the prisoner transfer or the prisoner, uh, not transfer, right? I, I guess it's uh, it's not, prisoner implies they have an official status. This is black ops CIA. They have snap. It's a snatch and grab, and oh, snatch and grab. There you go. They yeah. are taking somebody out of the country without whatever South American country they're in without their knowledge or permission, mm-hmm. but motherfucking little finger. You don't trust that bastard. He shows up. You're like, well, he's a fucking bad guy. Oh, is he the CIA agent? Little finger from game of Thrones. I called him agent douchebag. Uh, that's his. Okay. Imagine him in medieval times. And that's little finger. Yeah. Oh, is he British? Uh, he might be Irish, but he's from the UK. Yeah. Dude, that American accent solid. Then good for him. Yeah. Uh, he's Irish. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the original, um, Queer as Folk, which I think was originally in the UK before it was an American show. The BBC version. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. He's a phenomenal actor and he's phenomenal in Game of Thrones, but he's a motherfucking weasel. Like, (laughs) well, so is Bane's um, Basad, his kind of secondhand man there. Yeah. That some people think is supposed to be um, Deadshot. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can. I'm like, no, it's not Deadshot. His name would be Floyd then because you don't forget that Deadshot's name is Floyd. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's one dead shot and he is Will Smith. Basad's there and he's like, oh, these are, they're, they're first doing an exchange for a Dr. Pavel. Dr. Pavel. Yep. A P- nuclear Pavel. physicist. Uh, and they're like, he doesn't get to bring guests. So what for the mercenary? The mask of the man. Bane. That gets his attention. When they say Bane, that's like, oh. He says, he says. No, I thought Bane. the guys were like, they work for Bane. No, Basad says uh, the masked friend, and he's he's the one who says Bane. First person to say Bane is a CIA Oh, okay. Agent. But, um, if I'm wrong about this, oh my God, so God, many God. buzzers. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. What I meant was, yeah, he didn't realize. So when they say the masked one, the CIA guy says Bane? Like, that's who you're talking about? Mm-hmm. But that immediately gets his interest. Like, get him on board. I'll call it in. That update only involves one of them. First one to talk! Gets to stay on my aircraft. Now, of course, it's a brilliant bit of subterfuge because they're hooded. They have no idea what's happening. They can only hear. Mm-hmm. So, of course, 
The first guy says nothing. He fires his pistol out the plane. Which, how fucking reckless is that? Like, that could hit someone. He shot it downward. Wait, do you think that that CIA black op gentleman gives a shit about some no. South American on the ground? No, but he's that just furthering his agent douchebag. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Fire okay. it straight out yeah. and then yeah, maybe a little bird. So, yeah. But it's it would be just as dangerous, but yes. Uh, yeah. But of course, he doesn't shoot the guy. No, no, he doesn't. He might still need him for intel. Right, because he he grabs the second guy. A goes, lot of loyalty for a hired guy. And then we hear. Well, perhaps he's wondering why someone would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. So you and I, I cannot remember what movie it was, but we were sitting next to each other when we saw the seven minute trailer or seven minute sneak preview of this. Uh huh. Which had a different voice. Yeah, it's very not a secret that that came out. Everyone went, you cannot understand Bane. And they went back through and redubbed everything for him. It's obvious in some scenes. And it takes a minute to like tune into the, to the voice. But mm-hmm. once that happens, you can understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not going to lie. I got like goosebumps when I heard that. I was like, oh, that's right. It's him. It's him. <laughs> I, I love the part where he pulls off the hood. If I pull that off, will you die? It would be extremely painful. You're a big guy. For you. And he just looks at him like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if you can get talent, you get talent. Fucking Tom Hardy. From the moment that hood comes off, if he is on screen, he is fucking dominating the scene. You know, I, I, I'll say, like, I think the voice is goofy. I think it's it, it, it sometimes ruins oh, some scenes, no. but Tom is 100% committed to that's his Bane. And it's better than any Bane we've ever seen on film before or since, because all, you know, really the only other ones we have is Bane and Batman and Robin. Literally all he says. But and uh, if you go back Shane Knight, to the comics. Shane Knight, Shane Knight is our friend. <laughs> Shane, he was in a walk to remember with uh, Mandy Moore, and he was on ER. Oh, what is he like? Animated series Bane? Gotham. Oh, oh, I didn't know that Bane showed up on Gotham. Sure, because why, why, why not bring up a character before you have a Batman? Oh, that's you know the character that changed the comics in the nineties. Yeah, that's really you know what that's Uh, not that's something we didn't talk about. That this storyline, though, jumping around the timeline borrows a lot from nightfall and night quest sure would you say that nightfall and night quest represent the same kind of like singular moment in time that the death of superman did when doomsday killed superman in the comics well a they happened in the same time uh and b yes yeah yeah uh yeah superman superman died and then like Right after they killed him, like, and now let's fuck with Batman. Sure. Now, I own a, a lot of digital comics, um, and I own a handful of Batman comics digi- in digital form. And I have I have this uh, Nightfall, mm-hmm. and I read it after this movie came out. I'm not going to lie. I was underwhelmed with the comic. Part of it is the art. It's it's almost cartoonish. Jim Aparo is not, it, it definitely hurts a lot of that comic. Series. I feel like the piece that makes this movie better than the comic is 
because they had the luxury of, so we'll find out in a minute that eight years have passed since the dark Knight. This is an old and broken mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne. It actually reminds me of the dark Knight returns. The, the Frank Miller, right? Like that. Right. He's not in his prime. He's not able to take on the, the leader of the goon, the goons or mutants, whatever the fuck they are. Um, the mutants, you know, yeah. Uh, for me, it was like that exact same feeling. I'm like, that was so compelling. Maybe it's because I'm an old guy with gray hair, but like that to me was so much more compelling than the original comic was. How did that comic hit you as a reader when that came out? Well, let's see. I was 12 when it came out. Uh, so they took my hero and broke his back and then put a psychopath in his place. I was not happy yeah, at all. And actually, when we get to it, the way that Bruce's back is healed in the comic i take over what the bullshit they do in this movie that's a weak spot in the movie agree 100 percent. you know how they do in the comic uh i've read it but it didn't stick with me he travels to not to the league of shadows but another ninja group and they have like a an herbal flower that has healing properties okay so and Bruce retrains himself to be... Although, to be fair, Casey, that is just as hand-wavy as what we get in the movie. But I take a flower rather than I'm going to punch you in the back and then you're going to be able to walk again. One of your vertebrae is protruding. We have to push it back in. I think, like, the guy says that. No, I was like... We don't uh, have to push it back in. We have to punch yeah. it as hard as we can. <laughs> I don't if think he had been like, works. If he had gotten up to it and gone like, mm, like that, like done like... Like uh, a chiropractic like, adjustment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, oh, okay. But he's like, oh, your vertebrae's out. Uh, I understand each of the Nolan movies follow a theme. Batman Begins is fear. Dark Knight is chaos. This is pain. Mm, sure, I get it. Sure, sure. However, not everything has to make you go, oh, God, Jesus, stop. Listen, so I think that that is one of the, so if you count the voice, so I, I feel, I, I don't think, well, if you count the voice, then it's one of three. I probably wouldn't count the voice. I would say one of two one of two critical flaws with this movie and Bane. Well, this movie is Batman's back. That just doesn't work for me. They did it because Bane broke Batman's back. Yes. And and listen, literally the only reason he does it, he could have violently beat him up. Like instead of just lifting up and breaking his back and showing like the, the splash page from the comic, if he he could have done anything else to him, just kick the shit out of him for a while, and Bruce being in uh, that prison could have all just been his recovery. He did not need to break his back. You know what is subtle in the movie, and you really have to be paying attention, because if you don't pay attention, you will miss it. The critical developments in the movie happen over the course, actually happen in the blink of an eye, and they represent mm-hmm. like three months from when Bane detonates the the football field to like the underground five months, five months. Yeah. Because okay. when he sets so even, the bomb, he's like, it's not gonna, it's get it'll oh, okay. deteriorate in a matter of months. And he says five by my calculation. Okay. Got it. Okay. So even more so, um, so it's gotta be an injury so severe that it's not like two weeks of recuperation. will put him back in the fight. So, you know what? Hang on. We're jumping way ahead. How does Bane get to Gotham okay. city? He destroys a fucking plane. And they really did this. What? That is not CG. That plane turned sideways. Yeah. That is real. They no really shit. turned that gel- Gulf That's Stream. That's a practical. That's a so practical. not like them dropping into the plane, but literally the plane like 
hanging the plane under- turning sideways obviously all the gimbal stuff of them getting tossed sure, around sure. and i think maybe the the fuselage dropping is all oh, practical yeah oh wow well that's fucking phenomenal yeah this may be the most intense opening to one of these movies say say what you will about his accent this op- yeah this scene everything you need to know about bane and his minions you learn in that opening scene mm-hmm. when one of his guys is getting ready to climb up oh they expect one of us in the wreckage bro the guy just out even thinking about it unhooks himself and we started the fire yes the fire rises. I mean, it is literally uh, I, cult leader status that this guy has. Yes. It's yes. In- and not cult leader like while I'm screwing and getting money, but literally cult leader, I'm going down in the wreckage because they expect my body there. They expect yeah, one sure, of them. And of also what, was yeah. the was the blood transfusion so that they thought that that was Dr. Pavlov? Yes, because when Dr. Pavel shows up when he's in the football field, the the military like command the yep. war room. They're like, he was declared dead in the record six months ago because yeah. they had his blood. Yeah. Genetic. Yeah. Area. Like even that, even the yeah, opening sequence to when Bane shows up in Gotham is six months and that's sure. super quick. Yeah. Lincoln, you'll miss that bit of information. Like at times Nolan's firing on all cylinders with the way he wrote the script with how, like, if yeah. you're not paying attention, you're not going to understand what I'm about to tell you. And I'm not even going to give you a second to know that you should be paying attention because you've always got to be like laser focused on the information he, he is giving you. But there are parts of it. I just I don't know if no one's heart was in this movie. I feel like like with what's come out where he wanted it to just be two movies. I feel like this was really like, hey, Chris, if you come make this movie for us, then you can make Interstellar. We'll take a chance on that silly little space movie you want to do. And so Christopher Nolan said, I'm going to make the movie in a way that I'll never, ever have to make another Batman movie because there is no Batman when I'm done. with." Yeah, I, I really think this is even I think the end of this movie is kind of a fuck you to Warner Brothers for making him do it. I, I think it is. I, you know, we we've hinted or outright said in prior in the other two Nolan Batman movies, Christopher Nolan is not making superhero movies. He's making films that have a character who appeared in comic books, but they're films. They're not superhero movies. And if it wasn't Batman, this movie would not be in the helmet. Sure. Sure. If this was just, I mean, well, if it wasn't Batman, it would just be vigilante. Yeah. Vigilante stocks. Who is a DC character. You're right. You're right. You're right. There's literally a DC character (laughs) called vigilante. Uh, Okay. So we jump forward six months. We are now at Harvey Dent day at Wayne Manor. Yes. Which it, has been rebuilt from the fire of Batman Begins, but I guess I'll ask it now. At the end of the Dark Knight, that it, night was the last night Bruce was Batman. John Blake says to Gordon when they're up on the roof, that was the right. last day we saw that murderer, whatever he calls him. Right. Why is the Bat Cave rebuilt? Like, excuse me, the Bat Cave didn't get destroyed in the fire. Why is there an entrance to the Bat Cave given? Oh, you mean the piano when he does a boom, boom, boom? Yeah. Why was that built? If he's like, oh, I'm putting up, the, I'm not going to be, they've passed his debt law. I'm Because I think it's window dressing. I think that when Bruce said, well, great, I won't be Batman anymore. But, you know, we'll just have the passage just in case. I think it's Nolan just hoping that you don't. No, uh, put those two things together no, listen I, I i think it's consistent with so i'll say right now best scene in the movie is when alfred basically says fuck you i quit 
because I can't watch you do this to yourself again. Mm-hmm. You know, Bruce never gave up being Batman. He stopped putting on the suit, but Bat like he was always Batman. He was just putting on the costume of Bruce Wayne. And if so when he rebuilds, of course he's rebuilding the Batcave, you know, like or well, I re- guess making sure you can get there. Then was he Batman for a more time? Because the events between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight are only nine months. He's so, been Batman no. for nine months. So I think it's like this. If I'm an alcoholic and I'm not drinking beer, uh-huh. I'm still an alcoholic, but I'm not drinking. No, He was I'm always more, Batman. He just wasn't putting on the costume. He wasn't patrolling. Then how come his body gets so fucked up that he's got no cartilage in his knee? I, I think that's the damage from everything we see in the first two movies catching up. With nine him. months. Oh, Okay. Uh, wait, no, 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 no. It's eight yeah. years. It's eight years. Eight years in between the events of Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Nine months between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. And technically, according to the timeline of this movie, Batman, uh, Bruce stops being Batman at the end of The Dark Knight. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. It's a, it's oh, a, oh, I see. What, okay. It's, uh, it's a bat cave sized plot hole in this movie. Well, well, wait, Don't, let's. Listen, you have a tendency at times to tend towards the pedantic. This is not pedantic. This is just like, hang on. This is just piecing stuff together to get us to the next scene and stuff not paying off. Did he do enough damage that like the die was cast? That's where he was going. I, I think I think arguably worse than the like the damage. I think actually the weight loss is more dramatic for the time. That we have yeah he is super thin in this movie which that would be that's okay eight years in the future if there's any weak spot i think that's that's the weak spot in terms of the timeline is it why did he drop all that muscle mass unless he did he literally go cold turkey i th- th- became that's, a recluse he stopped exercising here, here's the thing as colin said during i think maybe man of steel here's the problem it's not clear enough that we don't have to argue about sure it. But well, but listen, wait a minute. But Christopher Nolan is the filmmaker who leaves us with the top that doesn't fall over or stay up. That's amb- ambiguity. This is just kind of lazy writing. So you know what? In my mind, that tells me that from Christopher Nolan's perspective, it doesn't matter. Right. And again, I just don't think he cared about this movie. Um, there are parts of this movie that he shines and he does what he always does and makes an amazing film. The other parts where I'm like, you're kind of phoning in this scene, buddy. I Okay. I hear you. Commissioner Gordon. So Jim Gordon gets up. Mayor Mascara uh, introduces him <laughs> to give totally a speech. Right. Uh, Jim Gordon gets up. He's got a paper. He's got like a bunch of papers in front of him. I have speech telling the truth about Harvey Dent. And here's one of those times where Christopher Nolan thinks that we're idiots that can't remember the events from the last movie. Right. And is like, here's some shots of Harvey Dent as Two-Face, in case you forgot that he's actually Two-Face. And he folds it up, puts it back in his breast pocket and says, maybe the time isn't right. Hang on. Every reporter there is going to be like, uh, Commissioner Gordon, what's on the paper? Well, I don't know if you know this. Sometimes uh, political leaders can say, shh, not now. I'm signing this. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. Ugh, what a douchebag. Wayne's holed up in there with eight-inch nails, peeing into mason jars. Hey, so uh, during this foundation, we are introduced to two new characters, Miranda Tate, 
and a Batman the Animated Series only character, John Daggett. Oh, is he an Animated Series guy? He's no, only sure. Batman the Animated Series. And he's the same idea. He's constantly wanting to get... He actually creates Clayface in no Batman shit. the Animated Series. Voiced by Ron Perlman. Oh, fucking Ron Perlman. And it's listen, so good. Daggett, is this the beginning of the bad guy run for... Uh, ben Mendelsohn? Absolutely. Yeah. You look at him, you're like, <laughs> oh, you're a fucking weasel. Yeah, I gotcha. And he always plays the corporate bad guy. Yeah. He's never the heavy. He's never like he doesn't have a gun a threat. Yeah, right. He'll take your money before like this 100%. ready player one rogue one. It's just like, oh, my God, poor Ben Mendelsohn. I'm sure he's the nicest man in the world. Otherwise, he wouldn't keep getting cast in this stuff. And then we're introduced to two, two more. We're introduced to Matthew Modine and the congressman. Ah, he's a that guy. actor. He- He's a totally a that guy actor. He, oh, he's Thomas Wayne in uh, Joker. Yeah. <laughs> he is, totally is. Which is very off-putting. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, Brett Cullen is his name. Thank you, Brett Cullen. Um, it's, a, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. It is a plot-dense movie. You're not going into a Christopher Nolan movie with like a boy meets girl. Like it's It's a little bit deeper than that, you know? It's in fact so deep that like the first 20, 25 minutes of this film come at you so hard that the next 20 ish minutes seem dull, seem like you're like, oh, yeah, we are firing on all cylinders. Bah, 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 and all of a sudden it just kind of goes, huh? I, I mean, it's a two hour and 25. No, I'm sorry. Two hour and 45 minute movie. It is Holy the second fuck. longest comic book movie ever made. Endgame? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nothing's beaten okay. Endgame. That's 305. And why should it? Because it's fun. But until Endgame, okay. it was the longest superhero movie sure. ever made. Yeah. Um, and, so yeah. and, uh, and the difference is, of course, Endgame is a superhero movie. Yeah. This is a film. This, this is, is a two-hour and 45-minute film. I, I would go ahead and say that Endgame is as close to a film as Marvel has gotten. Winter Soldier. But... Quibbling, oh, yeah. sure. Winter Soldier is pretty, Political pretty damn thriller. filmish. Yeah. 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 Um. But, but yeah, I I see what you're I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Uh. So the only thing we find out here is uh uh, uh Congressman uh Dinglehopper. I don't think he in IMDb he is Congressman. Yeah. So Do- Congressman Dinglehopper uh tells sure. uh Deputy Commissioner Foley. Foley fuckbag. Yeah. <laughs> Foley fuckbag tells him that uh. Mayor Mascara is gonna uh, fire Gordon <laughs> in the in the uh, come the fall. He gives a specific sure. timestamp of when he's gonna get rid of him. The mayor's gonna dump him in the spring. Like they're just like, yeah, I could change at any moment. You're a congressman and a police officer. No, you should. They're... No, no, they are politician and politician. That's uh, true. Gordon is a police officer. Foley's a politician, but he's a he's the deputy police. He's chief. a deputy yeah. commissioner. Yeah, underneath. Gordon, who yeah. Gordon is doing everything, so he probably shows up to these kind of events in his dress uniform, and that's it. He's a politician, one hundred percent. He's there because the mayor wants his guy there. He is not Gordon's guy. We actually we see who Gordon's guy is, mm-hmm. Blake. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, hothead Foley is not <laughs> Gordon's guy. I swear, I was waiting for Matthew Modine to call him a hothead one more time, and for John Blake to be like, "Is that the only insult you have for me?" 
Hothead? <laughs> Sweetheart, not so fast with the chow. Let's spend some time on Anne Hathaway. So first of all, oh. this is this is the adult woman Anne Hathaway, which yes, please. Uh youngish ingenue Anne Hathaway. No, thank you. You're very talented, not for me. That's the amazing thing about this. She starts at youngish ingenue. You know, she's in the she go, she's she's ordered by Alfred to go to the uh right. West Wing, uh, but don't touch the rose. Wait, no, sorry, that's another <laughs> billionaire recluse. Uh, he lives in the south of France. That's right. Uh, That's right. He, she's, you know, deliver the food and leave. She's playing with the arrows on the bullseye. He throws one and she's all like nymphish. I'm so terribly sorry, Mr. Wayne. And he realizes the pearls she's wearing are his mother's pearls. And uh, he looks at the safe and says, Manufacturer clearly explained is uncrackable. And snap. Oops. Nobody told me it was uncrackable. It is a physical transformation on par with Christopher Reeve. Physical, yeah, vocal, right? Like that, that moment everything. because she drops the visage. Yeah. God, I want, I want. Yeah, it's Anne really, Hathaway Catwoman movie. Yes, and I'll be honest with you. When they announced Anne Hathaway, I was like, eh, I don't know. I remember the other parts of the movie that don't work. Anne Hathaway is not part of the parts that don't work. Ne- there's never a moment when Anne Hathaway is on screen where I'm just kind of like. Like, she's so good, start to finish. There's nothing that she does. Yeah, 100%. In this scene, you get everything you need to know about Catwoman. He, she catches Bruce off guard by flipping the cane out from under him. Look, you wouldn't beat up a woman any more than I would beat up a cripple. Of course, sometimes exceptions have to be made. Then she backflips out the window, rips off her uh, the pieces of, of white on her. Like the server outfit to make her look like a maid crumples them all up in a ball like they were just paper gets in the car with congressman and says can i have a ride and gross 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 he read my mind (laughs) so she is like the master of her world does she fuck the congressman no i think she you don't i don't think at all i think she so i think he uh i think he's drugged now does she slip him like a Mickey? Does she she puts slip up the him door, Mickey maybe in one of his drinks. Touch him in some of, places makes him feel like something yeah, happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, she listen, she has had she's clearly had a hard life. She's not a bad person because she's loyal to the people that she cares for. She shows kindness sure. to a random street urchin. Like in a moment of, listen, don't steal anything from somebody you can't run away from. That's after a whole bunch of other stuff has happened to but, her. I think no, I, I think the events of this movie, we see a growth no. in Selena Kyle. I, I don't think Selena Kyle in this scene would have done what Selena Kyle for the kid eight month, uh, five months later does. No, I, I did. So I firmly disagree with this one. I think for the downtrodden, like the, the, the refuse, the scraps of humanity for those people. She's a fierce protector. Everyone else, she's like, fuck you, is my humble opinion. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We're now introduced to John Blake. Yeah. There's a dead kid that's washed up in the sewers. John's bad at hiding the fact that he went to an orphanage. My name's Jimmy. He's from St. Swedens. It's the boys on my coast symbol. Oh, yeah. Jimmy, he's from St. Swedens. I went there as a kid. I mean. It's a little bit of an info dump. A little bit about Blake. Is 
one of the writers of this movie a uh simpsons fan uh because i didn't know who saint swithin was until the simpsons let me read to you from my play kippers for breakfast aunt helga is it saint swithin's day already tis replied aunt helga is saint swithin a actual saint it's a patron saint swithin yes saint swithin's day oh my god there's an actual day swithin was an Anglo-Saxon bishop of Winchester and subsequently patron saint of Winchester Cathedral. His historical importance as bishop is overshadowed by his reputation for posthumous miracle working. According to tradition, if it rains on St. Swithin's Bridge on his feast day, it will continue for 40 days. So what is he the patron saint of? Uh, I don't, I don't think every saint has to be like a patron saint of. Uh, no, that's bullshit historical patronage uh he's regarded as one of the saints to whom one should pray in the event of drought what an odd odd choice did they like throw a dart at the saints listing and like okay we got it had to have been it what one point the pearls were a bonus she wasn't actually after the pearls bruce has by the time she's gone bruce has realized she's after his fingerprints she lifted the fingerprints off. Oh, yeah. Said, Alfred's got a weird uh, little they, speech when they're down in uh, the Batcave. It's, but it's an important one. Remember when you left Gotham? Before all this, before Batman, you were gone seven years. Seven years I waited, hoping that you wouldn't come back. Every year, I took a holiday. I, I went to Florence. There's this cafe on the banks of the Arno. Every fine evening, I'd sit there and order a Fernie Branca. I had this fantasy that I would... Look across the tables, and I'd see you there with a wife, maybe a, a couple of kids. You wouldn't say anything to me, nor me to you, but we both know that you'd made it, that you were happy. I never wanted you to come back to Gotham. I always knew there was nothing here for you except pain and tragedy. And I wanted something more for you than that. I still do. I think this goes to this piece of the fact that even if Bruce stopped putting on the costume, he never stopped being Batman. Because again, like Alfred, Mm -hmm. so Michael Caine, smaller role, I think, in this movie than the prior two. Sure, absolutely. But but I would say the scenes he's got, holy shit. Oh, he's, yeah. He's heartbreaking when he talks about like his hopes and dreams aren't even hopes and dreams for himself. It's his hope that Bruce would go have a life in Alfred's fantasy. I'm sorry. In my fantasy uh, scenarios, they're all about me and I'm doing horrible things. And if I'm sitting in a cafe in France, there's a lot happening to me in that cafe. But the really important question in your fantasies, are you also drinking a Fernet Branca? <laughs> I am not. I am not. Because <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck's in the front of bro. It looks like it's the sh- tiniest shot glass. It's like an app, uh, Fernet Branca. Co- okay, listen, Fernet Branca. It's a real cocktail, yeah. It looks very dark, and it probably incredibly bitter. It's a brand of Fernet. It's a style of Amaro, originating in Italy. It's one of the best known of Italian bitters. It's a bitter. That's why you get that little bit, because you're. Pro- it's probably a sipping... It's probably like a palate cleanser. Yeah. I, I just love in this bar scene, the one up to one up to one up to one up that happens. Like 
Selena sits down, gives him the fingerprints that that she had dusted off of the safe. I like having someone around to open doors for me. And she's like, now pay me what I'm owed. He locks all the doors. He said, this could have gone easier. And also, you don't count very good. I only gave you four. He pulls a gun. I'm going to count to five. And then I'm going to kill you. She said, fine. You just have to call my friend on this phone. He calls her, uh, brings the fifth one. He's still going to kill her. And then he's like, oh, by the way, the phone you just used, that's the congressman that's sitting over there at the bar. And the cops are going to be here any second. It's good. Shootout ensues. Again, Anne Hathaway being fantastic in this movie. When the one cop is running by her and she's screaming her head off and then it just shuts off. God. Uh, Again, in the same way she goes from like the clueless hired help it's it's that same transformation she's brilliant she's so can we talk for a minute so the gentleman striver is the bad guy oh, yeah. making the hookup his the actor's name is burn gorman he has the blessing curse however you choose it he looks like a gangster from the 30s uh-huh. um he also, he's never going to play the love interest in he, anything he's in he also looks like the male version of the actress clea duval duval Oh yeah, cool. Right? Like, all. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like she, yes, it's, I, I, yeah, it's it's a striking face. It's, that's striking. That's how I call it. So they're chasing the bad guys. They go down into the sewers. Gordon goes down there. He gets shot. Yes. Holy shit, that's not good. Right. And he's brought to uh, Bane by that, two of the mercenaries. Bane's here, and he has a hideout in the wet part of the sewers. <laughs> Like it's almost like that that uh, and I'm sure this has got to be a real thing in sewer structures. But it seems like the thing in Amazing Spider-Man when Peter yeah. puts all the uh, webbing out to try and catch the lizard. So I I have no sewer expertise, but I got to assume it's the same as like a hub, like a like a hub and spoke. But you know how air mm-hmm. travel? Yeah, like all the small lines lead to a central point that one central point and they go down the waterfall goes the bigger right like yeah it's clearly that but if i'm in that space clearly i've got like 17 dehumidifiers running the relative humidity set down to like 10 percent, so they're always running because i'm just like oh my god my allergies would be killing me in that space oh yeah Uh, dead 100 percent dead yeah 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 (laughs) so the guys that bring Gordon are like, we did a good thing. And Bane, no. Why are you here? Answer him. I was asking you. It's the police commissioner. And you brought him down here. Uh-oh. The two goons that bring Gordon in, he shoots the one. He says to the other yeah. one. Slash him, then I will kill you. And the other guy starts searching the, his buddy oh yeah he breaks the neck of the first guy and then says search him and then i'll kill and, you that's where bane gets a hand on the uh <laughs> gordon's confession oh right yeah yeah and then gordon topples his way down the waterfall they fire Get at him the the goes, he's dead so show me his body the water runs to any one of the outflows we never find him follow him follow him shoots him 
Oh, you know what? Uh, Gordon's not shot earlier. This is where Gordon's shot. No, no, he shot earlier because he falls down. Oh, so then he shot twice because they, they get him when they fire into the water because he clutches his thigh. Or is that the thigh that was shot because he topples mm. that? You know what? If he got okay. shot twice, he got shot twice. Yeah, twice. Uh, he is shot. <laughs> One it. bullet wound or That's two, right. he's still going to be in the hospital for That's a bit. True. Because it, I went with he got shot the first time, like maybe like in the side or something, and then they carried him. Oh, no. He doesn't get shot. They um they like club him or something. He's he's like knocked out. He's not shot earlier. His escorts are killed. I thought he he's got not shot, shot too. until he rolls into the water. Watch it again. It's no. I just okay. watched it. Well, you, you listened paying to attention. it. I just watched you it. You listened <laughs> to it. Uh and of course Bane is the ultimate like not like nothing phases him. Uh he's uh the one guy pops up, he's dead. Shoots him. Yeah, that's right. Fucking, but he's like, but he gives him a phone like, oh, okay, well, we don't know where you're going to come out or where the body will come out. Hold this. You're dead. And now we'll follow the signal on your phone. I also love that Bane's a man of his word. He said, search him and then I'll kill you. And that's exactly what he did. All through this movie, literally until Bane's final scene. I'm not going to do an either or. I love Bane so much as a villain. Bane deserved a better death than he got. Ooh. Yeah, we'll get there. That's the problem with Bane. Is his his exit isn't good. Okay. I need to see Bruce Wayne. I'm sorry, Mr. Wayne doesn't take unscheduled calls, even from a police officer. And if I go get a warrant for the investigation of Harvey Dent's murder, I still count as unscheduled. Blake knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. How about that? Holy Gives shit. his amazing right? speech. He needs you. He needs the Batman. Commissioner Gordon thinks. Oh, he doesn't know or care who you are. But we've met before. It was a long time ago as a kid, uh St. Swithin's used to be funded by the Wayne Foundation. It's an orphanage. Not a lot of people know what it feels like, do they? To be angry in your bones. They understand, everybody understands, for a while. And then they want the angry little kid to do something he knows he can't do. Move on. So after a while, they stop understanding. I figured it out too late. You gotta learn to hide the anger. And practice smiling in a mirror. It's like putting on a mask. So you showed up this one day in a cool car, pretty girl on your arm. We were so excited. Bruce Wayne, billionaire orphan. I mean, we used to make up stories about you, man. Legends. And you know, with the other kids, that's all it was, just stories. But right when I saw you, I knew who you really were. I'd seen that look on your face before. It's the same one I taught myself. I don't know why you took the fall for Dent's murder. I'm still a believer in the Batman, even if you're not. We need you. We need the Batman. And Bruce is like, oh, does Gordon think he has? No, Gordon couldn't care less who Batman is, but I know. Which is kind of a nod to Jason Todd. Like, Jason figures it out, if I remember correctly, pretty quickly. Because you know know the origin of Jason. Uh, Of Jason? No. No, I know Dick. I... (laughs) I know Dick Grayson's origin. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that's, uh-huh. Yep, that's going to sound bad. <laughs> no, I got you. Uh, no, uh, Jason says he's lift, He's stealing the hubcaps off the uh, Batmobile. Come on. <laughs> uh, and he's brought down to the Batcave, I believe, if I remember correctly. And he's like, oh, you're Bruce Wayne. Like, he figures it out super quick. And he hasn't taken the mask off or anything. I may be completely wrong in misremembering this, but I thought Jason figured it out pretty quick. Because John Blake 
spoiler for the end, is kind of a mixture of Dick Grayson, Tim Drake, and a little bit of Jason. Yeah. Like he's a cop, like like Dick Grayson becomes. He's an orphan, like all of them. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the parody song? It's a parody of the song, Call Me Maybe. With Batman, no. Batman, may, okay. So I'm just going to, I'll send this to you now. That song does a, it perfectly explains Blake's understanding of of the fact that Bruce Wayne is Batman. It's brilliant. Uh, you'll have to watch it later. Okay. We, if this may if this makes the episode we'll we'll throw a link out to the youtube video first of all the actor who's playing bruce in yeah. the parody is a fucking ringer for crippled bruce it's fucking really? amazing you got yes oh i can't yes. wait to watch it's, that yeah it's it's good so along with blake uh doing the whole i know you're batman he also like drops a shit ton of knowledge about bane and then yep. um, this gets Bruce's uh, uh, juices flowing again. He says, hey, I, I need to get my leg looked at. Where do you want to go? Wherever Jim Gordon is. And did you catch what hospital that is? I did not. Gotham General, which is the one that blows up in the Dark Knight. Oh, they rebuilt it? They uh, rebuilt it. And it is um, very fancy. That is a fancy, fancy hospital. So we should assume that I, my assumption is um, the Wayne Foundation probably paid for that sure. in better years because one of the things Blake also drops is the fact that basically the Wayne Foundation stopped funding the boys' home uh, mm-hmm. that Blake was at, which comes as a real shock to Bruce. And, it, and again, again, it's a Nolan movie, so there's like density of information. I just love that he's like, why did we stop? To Alfred, he's like, why did we stop paying it? The foundation is funded by the profits of Wayne Enterprises. There have to be some. I have a theory. Oh. We were wondering what uh, Lucius and Alfred's backstory is. Yes. Based simply on the way he says Lucius in Batman Begins. He doesn't like Lucius. Oh, tell me more. Because Lucius is helping Bruce be Be Batman. Batman. Oh, that's brilliant. That Lucius is not. That is because the rest of the time. Yes. What does he call him? Mr. Fox. Got it. That's really good. He That's is really good. Rip shit pissed that his quote unquote son. Look at it this way. Bruce is a drug addict and he is his dealer. No, no, that's a br- that's brilliant. Holy cow. Yeah, I'm good with that. I just noticed that this time I was like, oh, that's why he says it like that. Because he's like, yeah, he's taking Holy my son. Shit. That's awesome. So he does go see Lucius. The doctor. Oh, the uh, did you recognize is that the Senator Leahy? No, Senator Leahy's later. No, it's Thomas Lennon from Reno Nine One One. I totally missed that. Was it really? <laughs> he has got like he's the guy that talks about how I have seen worse cartilage in knees. That's good. No, that's because there is no cartilage in your knee and not much of any use in your elbows or your shoulders. Between that and the scar tissue on your kidneys, the residual concussive damage to your brain tissue and the general scarred over quality of your body, I cannot recommend that you go hella skiing, Mr. Wayne. He's in Memento. He's the doctor in Memento. Is he really? Pretty much playing the same kind of doctor. Nice callback to the ski mask from Mm -hmm. Batman Begins. Bruce puts on a ski mask to go uh, talk to Gordon. I love that Gordon just knows it's him. Not even surprised, but I love that like Bruce 
his cane uh, expands to lock into the window frame. He's got probably like a like a monofilament wire that allow him to rappel down. And again, yeah. he never stopped being Batman. He just stopped putting on the suit and going out. Right. Batman has to come back. The next thing is the the charity ball. Yeah, yeah. And the the nice thing here is the scene with Selena and Bruce dancing directly the mirror scene from Batman Returns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Except in that scene they hate they love each other. In this scene they hate each other. Yeah. But it's that same like she's a great foil and he is world class and yet she can keep up. Do you know what? I, she's more of a hero now, but I loved Bat I loved Catwoman. Because she always kept Bruce on his toes. Yeah, he he never and he, and she could get him with the fact that he had feelings for her. Well, well, you you know I think I think respect is a part of love, and Bruce respects her because she is his equal. Oh yeah, you know 100%. her specializations in a different space. Her you know she has different beliefs. You think all this can last? There's a storm coming, Mister Wayne. You and your friends better batten down the hatches, because when it hits, you're all going to wonder how you ever thought you could live so large and leave so little for the rest of us. Lifts the uh, valet ticket off of him. (laughs) I must have lost my ticket. Your wife said you were taking a cab home. My wife? Smash cut to him driving home with Alfred. Alfred saying, Don't worry, Master Wayne. Takes a little time to get back in a swing of things. I spent a second imagining... What is the call to Alfred like? Alfred, can you come pick me up? Sir, didn't you bring the car? Yeah, just can you please can you come pick me up? Alfred is still his dad. Mm-hmm. As old as he is, as experienced as he is, it's still calling your dad for a ride home because you fucked up. 100%. Uh, so this is where we get the kind of the 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 whole thing about the fusion core that uh, if it's turned on, it could be weaponized with a couple flips of switches. I mean, I'm no nuclear physicist, but maybe just don't build it to be so easy to turn into a bomb. Uh, you know, the, it's, yeah. So listen, I don't know. Now, d- again, I'm not. It, it may, I mean, it, I know, it, as we know from Chernobyl, it can change in an instant. The reactor can change to be a bomb. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's fission versus fusion. I I think it's one of those things. Has this ever? Oh, that's right. Chernobyl was was a fission reactor, wasn't it? There are no commercial fusion reactors yet. That's our that's our next phase. We just got to wait for Tony Stark. That's right. Uh, but let me ask you: in the comic books, yeah. So Lucius specifically explains why the Wayne Foundation stopped funding all of the pet projects it had because the Wayne Wayne Enterprises stopped being profitable because mm-hmm. Bruce dumped all of his research and development budget onto a fusion project and then shut it down in the comics. Was Bruce ever not a billionaire? Did he ever suffer that loss of wealth? The only time I can think that he possibly was, was during no man's land when there was a giant earthquake in Gotham. Oh, you've talked about Gotham, yeah. Which kind of martial law or something. Yeah. The last 20 ish minutes of this film feels very no man's land. Like a little nod to that. Is that the is that the point where the the U.S. government said that Gotham City was no longer part of the United States? You've told you've told me about that. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a bonkers thing. Bonkers. That can that's the only time. But I mean, 
he obviously bounced back because uh, something happened to Metropolis and he rebuilt that entire city. Yeah. But Not this, just some buildings, the whole goddamn city. But but again, this is consistent both Bruce Wayne and Batman. We talked in Iron Man 3 mm-hmm. that there's a trope of as the movies progress, you have to find a way to either put a more powerful villain in front of the hero or you have to take away their powers. And, I, and that's what to they continue do with to this. challenge them. Yeah, and this one, he's older and he's facing a stronger opponent as Batman and as Bruce Wayne, oh, by the way, your company is, you know, losing money. I, I love at the end of the scene, Bruce goes to get up to leave and he goes, Anything else? Nope. What? These conversations used to end with an unusual request. I retired. Beat. Well, let me show you some stuff anyway. And of course, because it's a Nolan movie, we're going to drop a thread here. Mm-hmm. that'll pay off later on so we've seen the tumbler mm-hmm. we've seen the bat pod and now we're seeing the bat we see can fly. the idea of the bat i love that all we get is the cockpit we never see the bat here and i love it i love it and i just love he explains everything and he goes and yes mr wayne it does come in black he also makes a point that there's an autopilot but it's not working mm-hmm they haven't been able to work the bugs out. Of it. Takes a better mind than mine to fix it. A better mind? Well, I was trying to be modest. A less busy mind. He's egging him on to become Batman again. 100%. He's got to be. Oh, no, no, no. I, no, no, no. See, I took, I read that. So here's my reading on that. I read Bruce as like a better mind. Like, Lucius, you invented all this. I read that as Lucius going, look, motherfucker, I'm running a fucking company. Maybe if you would do something, yeah, like that I, the let me show you stuff anyways. Like the, oh, that piece is clearly yeah. the egging on. Yes, agree. <laughs> like agreed. even when the when the gate opens up to show the bat, Bruce says, "Oh, now you're just showing off." <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. But again, Christopher Nolan, we we there's a beautiful visual of this idea that there's all this amazing equipment literally just sitting there underneath the building. Again. That'll be important later on. He makes a joke about, oh, it's got some long Wayne name. I've just gone come to call it the Bat. I wish Bat had stood for something. I don't know. I just by this point in their relationship, I, I love that Lucius is. It's not even like a wink. It's like he's just like, yeah, that's you. Like, yeah, I love both of their relationships, Bruce and Alfred, and Bruce and Lucius. But they're two very different relationships. 100%. It's almost like Lucius is like, when you are, you know. The other he, guy? I don't think he's yeah. ever said out loud to, obviously he hasn't on screen, never said, when you are Batman. Sure. But later in the movie, they go down to the Bat Punker, and he's just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so as we're talking through this, I'm realizing that the, the reality is Lucius, Lucius's relationship is with Batman. Alfred's relationship is with Bruce. 100%. And that's the difference between the two. And so beautifully and brilliantly differentiated because they are two different dynamics. I mean, again, this fucking movie's brilliant, Mm -hmm. but for a couple points. How does Alfred get all this information about Bane? He was trained by Razel Gould, your mentor. Bane was a member of the League of Shadows. And then he was excommunicated. And any man who is too extreme for Razel Gould is not to be trifled with. 
So in the same way that time passes and Nolan doesn't care that time has passes, he needs it to pass to tell his story. It doesn't matter how Alfred knows. Alfred needs to know to tell the story. Michael Caine has some beautiful scenes in this, but also he's got a couple of times where he has to be like, well, there's no one else to give Bruce this information. So I, for some reason, Alfred. Yeah, sure. But, you know, if you think of Inception, there's places in that movie where we just learn stuff. One of the characters, Tom Hardy being one of them, just tells us stuff that we need to know and helps advance the story. Mm -hmm. But we're just being told it. And I, I think Christopher Nolan's just okay that sometimes he's going to do that and fuck it. Like, I think that's his reason. Well, he definitely also does it in this scene with the, the robo brace that he puts on his leg. Yes. Because it gives him superhuman strength. He breaks a brick wall. Yeah. It never pays off. And it had a perfect moment, too, but it doesn't pay off. And there's a perfect moment for it, too, in the final fight. When he kicks, oh, does, doesn't he kick Bane? But he kicks him with the other leg. Yeah, with his right leg. Yeah. But you're right, Bane you're goes right. flying like he got kicked with the robo leg. I'm like, did sure. you forget which leg it was? What's yeah. happening? Yeah. So I'll say it now. I, I hope I'll remember it then. The final fight works for me because for me, it's evoking the spirit of the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Returns, right? Which is Bruce cannot physically compete with Bane, but mm-hmm. he's smarter. He's sneakier. He's learned more. He's wiser. He's more dangerous because of what he knows, not because of his physique. So, like, I, I feel like we see it. Well, all right. Well, I, w- I want to go to the final fight. Who's the helmet? We need faces for camera. The raid on Gotham Wall Street. You know, what surprised me as I rewatched it, it's three guys, including Bane. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the army swarms. No, no. It's the three guys. It's the food delivery guy, uh-huh. the janitor. In the shoe shine guy, right, and and, and Bane, I was, yeah. like, well, Bane is the food delivery. Oh, guy. sorry, yeah, he takes he's the, the helmet off. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh yeah, they are like the initial assault, and then the the goons come in behind him. No, it's fucking. That's three. all he needs. Yeah, he's and again, but for his voice and how he ends, Bane is a phenomenal villain. Phenomenal. Like yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, did you recognize the uh, what the the uh, Wall Street trader that <laughs> Bane beats the crap out of? Uh, no. You and Aubrey watched the first season of Scream Queens, didn't you? We did, but boy, that was a while ago. He's Chad. He's the boyfriend, the preppy boyfriend. I, he's I re- pretty much playing the same role here. Is that Glenn? Uh, Glenn Powell? No. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Oh, is that him? Uh-huh. No shit. That's wild. I hope the guy's nice, but he just has that preppy, I want to smack you across the face look. <laughs> uh, so the past of time here, it is, well, it's lunchtime because there's lunch being brought in, right? Uh, Well. They're not trading it. They're not trading at night. Not that many people. It's not necessarily lunchtime. Just the fact that food's coming in. Here's the thing. There's only one food guy coming right. Not like, but it's it uh, is daytime when they roll up on Wall Street. Oh, I see what you're saying because of where it's because it's going to go tonight. Yeah, so it is daytime because yes, trading only happens during. But then the day. it is, but it could be any time during that. Like now, like it is like nine thirty at night. 
No, you're totally it right. Is, and it is solely yeah, done so that Batman's in the dark. I'm just kind of like, I only fight in the dark. You see, I have to fight in the dark. <laughs> I am the night. Uh, th- there's a couple times, and I'm sure it's just the what the ma- the cowl does to his face. There's a couple times where he looks like he's, I was like, oh my God, that's B- Pete Holmes' Batman. Like I a, never noticed, uh, yeah, the... Yeah. Yes. Yes. That more than one occasion in this film where I was like, oh, he looks like a fucking idiot with his mouth open like that. Yes. 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 <sighs> wide eyed and wide mouth. I'm yes. a bat. <laughs> okay. So uh, 46 minutes in, we get our first appearance of the motherfucking Batman. Wee. I love this cop. I love the cop that when they roll by and the young rookie's like, you are in for a show tonight, son. And, you know, that cop doesn't believe for a second that Batman's the bad guy. He's like, we're okay. We, yeah. I think it, that cop, I think that cop was in Batman Begins. I think that actor was in Batman Begins. Okay, let's see if we can figure out who that is. Um, Gordon, holy kid, Frederick. Uh, is that, that's Brent. You know what? Brent Briscoe is the cop. And he was in Stand By twelve. There's Dark Knight Rises. Two thousand five was. Yep. No, I'm going Batman back here. His. Well, uh, he's in Spider Man two. He's the garbage man. I think in one of the what? friendly neighborhood. Oh, he is. That's yeah. why I'm conflating him. He's the garbage man that brings Jonah the um, Spider Man. Yes. Suit. Okay, yeah. that's why I've but seen him. He's before. totally okay, a bad guy actor. But man, oh man, Brent. Briscoe. He is yeah. staunch Batman Sahira. Like he, he might great. not. You know what? I bet you he was probably part of the detail that helped get uh dense body out of the out of the uh, construction yard. And he's like, so one more time. This doesn't match. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Because his only his only emotion when he realizes that it's Batman is excitement. <laughs> is excitement because he gets to watch his partner, like his rookie partner experience this right like batman's got the uh it's an emp pulse rifle right yeah it looks yeah, like yeah. that's what it's, it's gotta doing. be because when he drives by everything it, it shuts off sure but then he's and at the end lucius makes a reference to an emp pulse rifle oh it's yeah it's gotta be but he uh yep the the rookie cop shoots it and batman looks in like if i wasn't chasing these bad guys right now i would kick this shit out doesn't of it like Kare- doesn't it like deflect off batman's armor it hits batman no it, he hits the gun he, oh, he hits and breaks the gun. the gun that's why he has to pursue him the other way and the that's look right. and, batman gives him like you know i'm the goddamn batman right but but it's one of those like here's a good reaction and then here's a better reaction because brent briscoe the veteran cop is like get in the fucking car <laughs> put that thing away before you hurt yourself get in it's those little moments that uh that I love, like that make for me that uh, that's the verisimilitude, right? Like that's those yeah. little moments that ring true. The stockbroker that's on the back of the motorcycle. What a great stunt! That stunt wouldn't happen today after what happened on Deadpool two. I don't know enough about. Like she wasn't industry. wearing a helmet and she died because of it. So I sure. believe now yeah. have to wear a helmet. So I don't. So I don't know. Like when you say have to. Is that because state law requires it or a union contract requires it? Or? Studio. I believe it's studio. All studios so came that, out and said, if there is motorcycle stunts in a movie, helmets right. will be worn. So, that, 
so that's studio. Yeah. But you will find some production company that will do that without it. And some studio will buy the movie. You mean like, I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm cynical about what that means. Well, regardless, it's an incredibly dangerous stunt. And I hope that guy got paid all the money as like all of whatever the, the top yeah. tier stunt stunt uh, performer salary is. He more than earned it with that one stunt. That's an intense stunt. Yeah. You know what I've, you know what I have gotten? Uh, I've gone down the rabbit hole a little bit with is so uh, like YouTube reaction videos, but specifically mm-hmm. the stunt men react to other have you stunts. Seen any of those? No, I've never seen yes. those. Oh, that's gotta be great. So uh, uh, what is, there's the one guy I'm going to feel horrible. Uh, I started following him on Instagram. It might be, Oh yes, here it is. Uh, his name is Gui De Silva Green. He is he's a black man, and he is Black Panther's stunt double in Captain America: Civil War, Ooh. and a lot of other movies. And he's like a cool as shit guy, <laughs> and loves these movies. And oh, by the way, like he's like, oh yeah, I did do this triple backspin, triple axle flip before I could land, uh-huh. but like. It's fucking fascinating. So check those out. But but it's like, oh, I had to collate this paperwork before I handed yeah, it in. It, is how it, he's explaining he's, it. Yeah, he's punching the clock. Like that's what he had to do. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. And and the stuntmen react are some pretty cool videos. Yeah, you would like those too because it's. Oh, I'll totally check those out. It's the kind of stuff that you and I do care about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Negative. Stay on the Batman. He's getting away. Who do you want to catch, huh? Some robber or the son of a bitch who killed Harvey Dent. Into the sequence. Uh, they've got Batman cornered, so they think, and we get our first real glimpse of the bat, and it is buttoned by John Blake. Show was him. Bookends, right? Like the lead into that is fucking Foley, uh, douchebag mm-hmm. Foley, confident, like a rat in a trap, gentlemen. Like as he picks up the bullhorn, like oh, I'll show you uh-huh. how it's done as I talk to this criminal. Fires up the bat. The uh, the the. Police officer that we were talking about. I can't remember Foley. his name. No, oh, no, Brent the, Briscoe. Yeah. yeah, Brent Briscoe. You might have the wrong animal there, sir. <laughs> As the bat appears, not at street level, but 15 feet mm-hmm. above. Flashes over all of them, and off goes Batman. You dumb bitch. Nobody ever accused me of being dumb. You're dumb. Catwoman breaks into Daggett's house and we find out what she's really after. The clean slate. The ultimate tool for a master thief with a record. I love that they introduce it to explain it. We as an audience go, that sounds like bullshit, but then it's bullshit. <laughs> like, but then it's bullshit. Yeah. Where you type in someone's name, date of birth, in a few minutes they're gone from every database on earth. Sound a little too good to be true. I love, though, seeing her reaction, her realization that whatever it is in her past that she wants to get, a, get away from. Would you or, say she has a lot of red in her ledger? Oh, how dare you? Well, I wouldn't because they haven't said it and they certainly haven't said it, said it 17 times. So how would I know? No. It, that can't Interesting. be Interesting. But her reaction through that scene is where there's danger because she's breaking into his place. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a hunter, like all of that. Like I love watching her reactions about the thing that she wants most in the world. Not only has been snatched away from her, 
she's been told that it doesn't even exist. Right. It's this like heart-rending moment. Like again, any problems with this movie do not sit with any of the performers. Right. Yeah, 100%. So she gets herself in a little scuffle up on the roof. A bunch of Bane's mercenaries show up. She pulls the gun on Daggett. She says, I'll kill him. Uh, and that she's serious. And they know. They just don't care. Now, to be fair, and I think we we mentioned this in The Dark Knight. His voice is not as bad in this movie as yeah, they're not- in Dark Knight. Dark Knight is the pinnacle. He, he, weird, because like he seems to be doing the same voice. But something's changed in it. And he's not going as hard into the... You know what I'll bet it is? If I had to bet money, I'll bet you they are they are doing some audio enhancements on his voice in The Dark Knight. And I think in they this one... They backed away from that. Now, I think The Dark Knight, I think he's really doing it. I think he's really changing the timbre of his voice. I think in this movie... I think they're just letting him do it. They're not doing anything in the audio. Well, also he goes it. back to much like in Batman Begins when he's talking to an ally. It's more of a, it's more of this kind of gruff sound. And when he's intimidating someone, that sounds like Kevin Conroy. You mean Kevin Conroy? <laughs> but you know what I mean, like, like when he's talking to Rachel in uh, Batman Begins, it's yeah, it's very much more like a. I'm just disguising my voice. I think it's a joke from. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. He's got the intimidation. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. But but I absolutely think in the post-production, I think they applied some effects in The Dark Knight, and they sure, did they, not they do that the in base, this one. And they just let him change his voice. And I'm okay with it in this one. And I think they, they don't give him huge chunks of dialogue, like at the end of The Dark Knight. That's true. No. Harvey Dent's the real hero. He's the one that does. That's totally true. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just yep. short and sweet. Selena tries to shoot someone. No guns, no killing. Where's the fun in that? There's a stunt in here that people make fun of, but you have to watch it on the IMAX version because if you're watching mm-hmm. just a streaming version, it, it keeps it letterbox and it cuts it off. When Catwoman and Batman are kind of fighting... Ray and Kylo Ren style yeah. taking out everybody Kylo. with their backs <laughs> to each other. There's a moment where there's a guy coming towards Batman and he just falls down. And everyone's like, you didn't even touch him. If you watch, he grabs the gun of the guy, punches that guy, takes the gun and throws it at the guy. Got it. And it's, Got it. I, it's actually one of the coolest stunts in the movie. Oh, cause it's literally like, Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Like that's the stuff that makes Batman awesome. There are no fight scenes in any of the the Nolan movies that I don't love. They all look like they could exist in the real world. The Casey fighting style mm-hmm. exactly matches the way Batman would would fight. One hundred percent. And yet, in the Nolan movies, it's just this side of superhuman. I enjoyed, but don't connect with the superhuman Batman that is Ben Affleck in BVS when he, you know, when he has, he's got the line that's into the, the big warehouse crate and like literally one arm pulls this massive, like, like in that movie, he seems almost, almost superhumanly strong. This I look at that as that he's put enhancements in the suit that he's wearing. But you have, but you have to do something. Which kind is something that Bruce gymnastics. does when sure, he gets when he get gets there. older. He puts more enhancements in the suits. Sure, sure, sure. But what I love about this movie, it just looks like 
yeah, that could all happen. Like it's all yeah. there. It, it's all, it, it's all good. Yeah. So it this fight said, happens, Bane shows up. So it's time to bounce. Um, I, I lo- how much do you love the, which is so, uh, if Chuck's listening, so if you're ever like standing in bulletproof vest, like ballistic armor, like any, it's a tactical that, vest he's wearing. Yeah. Any of that stuff. Yeah. All you're like cracking it to get any airflow in because they're fucking hot. I saw that. I'm like, oh my god, that like he's hot. Like that's. But that's it's also it's... incredibly intimidating that he's one hundred percent because yes. it, it's not his arms are on his side. He's like, yeah, come at me. I'll get my hands well, out in time. I'm fine. What do you think about his? Because I'll bet you this had to be a Tom Hardy choice. The jacket. No, it's not it. It, it the. The bomber jacket. The, the bomber jacket is simply because it's fucking winter. It's a but he, but he has it throughout. No, he doesn't. No. He's completely shirtless when what? we see him down in the sewers. Because do you know how much you know how much muscle he put on? Because he's not a tall guy, right? Three, he's not. He's five nine. He had to wear lifts to make himself taller. Okay. But he put on. He put on three stones. A stone like is 16 pounds 48 each. 48 pounds? Holy shit. Uh-huh. Of muscle. Oh, yeah. He's, he's he did, jacked. He did a Christian Bale. He did. He's as big as Christian Bale in Batman Begins. Yeah. Fuck. I mean. But he. Um, fuck. But they uh, they bounce. There's a almost Batman Forever level goofy line here. My mother warned me about getting into cars with strange men. This isn't a car. Does Bane have a line as the bat flies away i feel does he say something there yes he says where does he get such wonderful <laughs> toys <laughs> oh wait no 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 that's different, sorry, totally, that's different, bad different, bad totally different we've done so many batman movies todd it's hard to keep them I, straight so not so <laughs> this is also we should point out this is also the first series that we've ended oh no we did we did the garfield spider-man one and two yep that's oh that was our first conclusion Yikes. Though that doesn't have a definitive ending. That was setting up. It just ended. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. This is our it's, actual first conclusion to a series. As mm-hmm. the queen so artfully said. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're on the rooftop. There's a little like, oh, thank you. I need you to do this thing for me. Blah, blah, blah. He looks away, looks back. She's gone. And he just, in his normal voice, goes, so that's what that feels like. Yeah. Oh, no, he doesn't. He does it in the Batman voice. So that's what that feels like. My question is, why? Because, again, He's alone. as we discussed in The Mask of the Phantasm, Bruce's voice is not his real voice. That doesn't count in this franchise. And as we find <laughs> out later, there's no augmentation happening here like with Ben. Sure. And also, he very clearly can speak normally. He does it later when he's stabbed by... We'll get there. It would have been funnier. If he'd been like, you know, you need to do this thing and Miss Cut. So that's what that feels like. If no one gives us humor, it's so minor, it almost doesn't register. We're we're not getting a joke from Batman. But that's a joke. Him going, so that's what that feels like. It's a joke. But it would have been funnier if he had just dropped all pretense of Batman and just been like, okay, now I feel I know like what that Nolan like. is not programmed for humor. Listen, yeah, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Where there's comedy in the Nolan films, I don't think it's because somebody says yeah. a joke. I think it's so, our reaction external to what's happening. You know what I mean? I don't think of Nolan as this as this guy that gives us funny moment. Uh, 
is is somebody who puts funny moments on the in the scene that okay, I don't know where I'm going. He never goes for comedy. He goes for life can be funny sometimes. That yes, that's yes, that's exactly yep. it. That's yep. exactly where and, he is. And if he did that, that would have been yeah. Daggett's pissed because Bane's going against him. Uh I loved uh where he where he just rests his hand gently on Daggett's shoulder. Do you feel in charge? And Daggett's face like uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, again, in a different, it's a different character, but in the same way that Heath Ledger dominates every scene he's in, Bane dominates every fucking scene he's in. Because, oh, you're right. All he does, he just puts the hand there and I get chills. And it's the way he puts it. He doesn't put it like, he doesn't put it down. He hits palm up and it's just like, what an odd, ch- like, it's almost like he's going to just like slap him. Right afterwards, but he doesn't. He what sounds like tickles him to death. <laughs> is that okay? The noise the that radio? Ben Mendelssohn yeah. makes when he is killing him is like fair. he's being tickled. Uh, but the moment before that is horrifying. Both what we see as the audience and what uh, Daggett gives us in the reaction. Like I love that moment where he's like, like Daggett knows he's gonna die. Oh yeah, he's like, oh my god, I made a deal with the devil, and now the devil is in front of me. Oh my god. And he says, pure, pure evil. I'm necessary evil. It's so good. Answering your own door. Yeah. Bruce goes bankrupt. He gets kicked off the board. Blake's giving him a ride home. Blake is giving him a ride what? home. Oh, he goes to Selena because the the Lamborghini gets Selena's. repossessed. Yes, that's right. The weird thing is, is that like, yeah, he loses his money, but A, Wall Street got attacked the day before. And it's almost like everyone is pissed at Bruce. So like his Lamborghini goes away. He gets home later. His power gets shut off. Like he hasn't missed a bill. But I wonder what. So maybe I missed this. Wasn't the fingerprints. Wasn't that to trigger some type of a financial transaction to. Yeah, it did. And was that a domino effect? People broke into Wall Street. Every transaction from the like. The timestamp of when that happened to when they sorted it all out, everything should stop. Like, I just, I don't know. Maybe I don't understand trade as much as I uh, would yeah, like to, but it just I, I, felt very strange. Just like, we need to have Bruce be bankrupt. Here's how we get there. It yeah, doesn't matter I, if it I makes sense. I don't know to what degree we have real-time transactional data like that we can map back to this trade happened and then this trade happened and then this trade. I don't know that you can un unwind that. I yeah, so here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm not sure what the reason is, but there are now essentially robo trading is a thing. You can write an algorithm, mm-hmm. right? Hey, if any of the index funds drops X number of points, I want you to mm-hmm. sell this stock and buy this stock. Um, because those are automated, those happen in literally like in milliseconds. There yeah. are now some artificial, there are some controls that go in place to specifically stop the automated rule execution that happens faster than humans can literally perceive. Right. So if that's the case, in my mind, that makes me think that maybe we aren't able to unwind transaction by transaction. We're not able to track the volume of data. And maybe I'm totally wrong. I, I think, do we know anyone that works in financial? No, I don't. I don't think we do. It's it's it seems like even Lucius says it. He's like, we may be able to claim fraud at some point. Like then this transaction just it's not so much that part of it. It's oh, 
Bruce Wayne's lost his money. Let's shut off his power. Let's repossess his car. I'm like, hang on. That's not how we work as a society. You have to miss a number of payments before that stuff happens. Have you seen Trading Places? <laughs> yes. What if he what if he shorted something to such a degree that at the close of the trade mm. that at the close of the trading activity he was so far in the hole like those I mean again that's trading places right like you have to But wait a minute Wayne Tower powers the city that's the whole thing in Batman Begins if the train with the with the electromagnet on it gets to the the water evaporator gets to yep to the, there yeah but he so so from a practical perspective his name's on the building but he doesn't control that's okay he's lost control the, the, of the public company. utility would have to be a I, i'm sure would have to be a separate entity that's right? true that's true it just it, it feels very convenient that yeah. all these things happen to yeah, him but, but and again i think of the comp- it's whatever the 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 opposite of the word verisimilitude is. This is the point where it feels like a movie. It, it, except that within the movie, everyone's acting like this is real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, Inception is fucking ridiculous sci-fi, but every character within that is playing it 100% straight. They accept it. This is the world they live in. Right. So it lends realism to it. So yeah. It's. I think it's that same thing. Whether that would happen in reality, it doesn't matter because it's so grounded in what's happening in this world. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So on this car ride home, like all pretense has been dropped. It's like, yeah. I'm not going to say I'm Batman, but we can just have an open conversation about it. And the only thing to point out, he says, Batman could be anybody. Huh. <laughs> wonder if that's going to pay off later. Again. He ends up back at Wayne Manor. Miranda shows up there. Did you kind of want the picture of Rachel that they look at to be Katie Holmes just to fuck with people? <laughs> or even better, a third actress? <laughs> See, yeah, the third actress would have because how like, do you choose? Like it's Natalie Portman. And we're just like, <laughs> That's right. who the hell is this? That's right. That would have been so funny yeah, yeah. if it had just been anyone else. And yep. they'd be like, oh, that's Rachel. And we were like, no, it, is it no it's not. That's right. It's neither of the two Rachels. So before we finish out the movie, let's hear about the newest addition to the Night Shift Radio Network. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the podcast. I'm your host, an SC1 actual, Caleb. I'm your host, an XO, Kitsy. I'm your host, Andrea, and I don't know what any of that means. Welcome to Set Condition One a Battlestar Galactica fancast. Each week, we revisit... And I watch for the first time... The 2004 sci-fi series Battlestar Galactica. Whether you're the commander of a soon-to-be decommissioned battleship... Or unexpectedly promoted to president of the 12 colonies. Join us as we make our way through the Battlestar Galactica universe, one episode at a time. I still don't know what you're talking about. Set Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio production. New episodes every week at setcondition1throughoutthepodcast.com. Now that I understand. Bruce definitely, you can tell he's rusty because it is very obvious that Miranda is seducing with a purpose. We don't know what that purpose is. It goes from like, uh, here's this picture of uh, Rachel and I'm sad to let's make out. And he's just like, okay, let's make out. Yeah, let's do that now. And naked under the blanket. Woo-hoo, and she's stoking the fire after she stoked his <laughs> the fire. fire. <laughs> 
Nice. She falls asleep. He goes, he had made a deal with uh, Selena when he went to Old Town yep. to meet up that night. I did want to point out, I, I love at the end of that scene, like you see their relationship coming closer and closer together be- because at the end she's like, I'm sorry they took all your money. No, you're not. I see through your bullshit. <laughs> like you're saying that because you think it's going to make me feel better, but I know you don't like me. That's right. Yeah, it, it's it's great. I mean, we see that relationship develop through the course of the movie. Okay, so they go down in the sewers. They beat up a bunch of Bane's henchmen. And Batman's about to walk across the bridge because that always ends well for people in movies. He's going to walk across the bridge in the lead. Yeah, uh, Gate comes down. Selena's like, hey, I did what I had to. And this fight. Yeah, <sighs> this is fucking phenomenal you know what's the best part of it and i think it was the same thing with the fight between goblet and spider-man in spider-man there's no music oh yeah 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 and there are plenty of times for there to be music to come in to make us feel something but nolan and it's han zimmerman right yep yep doing the music Han zimmer zimmer you're right uh very smart for both of us for both of them to say this doesn't need music We've we've talked about Battle of the Bastards and mm-hmm. the stop of the music, um, but this has no music to lead into it. It's just. But what we get to hear because we're not hearing a soundtrack is, uh, so I love the point in the fight where we see that Bruce realizes he's losing, and his mm-hmm. punches are like, ah! like you hear him he's putting everything, everything, into them. and it's not like Bane's taking it all and. That is the moment where despair. And Bane says it. I was wondering what was going to break first, your yeah. spirit or your oh. body. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, fucking, you know, the fight itself, you know, Bane doesn't have, and I like this, Bane isn't like ninja times 10. He's. No, he's, he's a, a brawler. He's, he is just this. He's a calculated brawler. Except for one scene in the final fight. But when he lands a punch, he knows exactly where that punch is going to go. And how to make it? I would hurt think the of most. Bane as brutal, like, like if there's an option, mm-hmm. if I turn my hand this way, it'll hurt more. Then I'm turning my hand this way. What do you think the purpose behind the wrist uh, brace is? I know why it's there in the comics. That's where the venom oh, comes in. Yeah, this hand's fine, but he wears a wrist oh, brace on know. this hand. I didn't see that as different than any other piece of it. You know, he's wearing knee. He's wearing. Um, knee pads like the tactical knee pads that like SWAT teams use I didn't see mm-hmm. that as different than any of the other pieces of the ensemble is it part of what was damaged by him when he was in that jail yeah. maybe I, maybe is it another you know if he's a, if he's right handed then is it providing some protection to his own you know one of the reasons why boxers wear gloves is to keep from breaking yeah. their hands so is that you know, he's strong enough to throw a punch that would break his hand. Is that some kind of a almost Maybe. like crossbones, uh, you know, fist punchers yeah. in Civil War? You know, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It could be. I just, I, I at first, when I first saw this movie back in 2012, I was like, uh, I get it because what's different about this Bane is he doesn't have venom, the, the yes, ultra steroid the to make yeah. him. Bane in that version is 6'8" pre-venom 611 with the venom and he's a big it literally pumps him up fucking dude right yeah and again no one doesn't make superhero movies so this is 
within the realm of what is theoretically possible, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. you know, so we get the iconic line from Bane. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. And again, I got chills watching this. Like, oh yeah, that's a meme. But the original source is fucking powerful. Sure, we all make fun of it, but it's it's in a moment of absolute desperation for Batman. Yeah, and when when Batman loses, wow. I mean... What's more brutal, the breaking of the back or where he's punching the mask so hard that it cracks? Oh, the breaking of the bat. The bat. I mean... It's, it's first of all, again, to, you reference this. It's the panel from the comic. It looks better here because the comic is so cartoonish. This is what the comic should have looked like to mm-hmm. capture the brutality of what's happening. Yeah, I, I really wish they had. I mean, post Batman breaking his back, they hired a new artist yeah. to do stuff. But it, there was still some transition time. And Jim Aparo, a great artist, yeah, but I've, had been doing it since like the seventies. Yeah, he, he's a fine artist, but for that story, yep, I, it should have been it should have transitioned to the new guy. I, and I cannot know, remember I, who took over. I want I wanted it to look like the Dark Knight Returns because that fight in the Dark Knight Returns, when the mutant sure. leader beats him, is vicious and horrifying. And oh my god, like yeah. that's what I want. That's what. That's what we should have had in the original comic. We get it represented on film, and holy shit! And the difference between this and Dark and uh, Nightfall is that the beginning of Nightfall, Bane lets all of the criminals out of Arkham, not out of Blackgate, right. but out of Arkham, and Bruce has to round them all up again, and that takes weeks, possibly months. I can't remember the, but Bruce the time doesn't frame have that of how long to he's... recover, right? Like, no, he's constantly like, he'll come back to like, if he gets his bat suit ripped pretty bad, he'll, he'll fix it. Or like, I think there's one point where he's incapacitated for like five days during it or a short yeah. time and then goes right back out. He is not peak when, when Bane as brutal as this fight mm-hmm. is artistry aside, seeing Batman just, absolutely eviscerated i'm gonna have to go take another look at nightfall is tough i just it's tough because he can't even get a punch in he's like barely able to walk up the steps and there's there's bane in wayne manor and he's like oh shit wow all right i'm gonna have to go i'm gonna have to go read that comic again i i I remember being put off by the art but mm-hmm. maybe I need to kind of look at it in the context. All well, right. the art, and thankfully, Nolan was smart not to have Trog and Zombie and Bird. Oh, uh, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Oh, those that. are his yeah. three henchmen, and they are yeah. just like... Cartoonish? More cartoonish? Oh, my God. I mean, Bird literally has a bird whose name is Talon. I'm like, well, your name should be Talon, yeah. <laughs> and the bird's name should be Bird. bird right. A bird. I can get you a bird. I can get you ten birds. I want my bird. Well, okay, nothing's impossible. I could... Are we talking about, uh, is this a bird back in Russia? And so you find out the reason Bane has this lair here is because it's right over Wayne Tech R&D. Under. Right under. <laughs> yeah. And before he breaks Batman's back, he triggers an explosion and a prototype tumbler falls down. And he's like, oh, I have all your toys now. And his men swarm into the yes. R&D vault. Yep. Oh, shit. Now we've got the Batman gear. There's a way to make this into two movies and have it not feel weird. And do you stop it where Bane is 
is literally dragging Batman. No, I think that the end point is pretty close after this. So you'd have to expand some more. And I'm fine with that. Letting the beginning of this movie breathe a little more. Make it two tight hour and a half movies. Because right now we're at about an hour 20. So just puff up yep. 10 more sure. minutes into this. All you need to do yeah. is when Selena's trying to get away, Blake stops her. And I love how people by this point have dropped the presence of trying to hide that Bruce Wayne is Batman. It's like, I'm pretty sure you know that, that Bruce Wayne is Batman. So I'm going to be like, hey, our friend Bruce Wayne, did they kill him? And Selena's response. I'm not sure. End of part one. Part okay. two opens the next scene. Bruce being drugged through the desert. Yeah, yeah. Drop, jumps into the pit. There's Bane. Bane. Bane gives this huge speech about how, like, you know, I'm gonna just you're gonna watch on this TV as I let Gotham destroy itself. And again, the iconic line: "We will destroy Gotham, and then when it is done, and Gotham is ashes, then you have my permission to die." He's horrifying and genius and evil and the and ultimate fuck you at the end of this is he uses uh, bruce to stand up he pushes against his chest i'm like bane <laughs> yeah 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 i i love i love that he even sets it up like he's going you know he points out that the so the pit this prison the pit the the reason why it is such a place of despair is that you can literally see freedom right above you. It's literally right there. There's no mm -hmm. barrier between you and freedom. But Bane points out that, you know, there can be no true despair without hope. It is the hope of breaching the surface that really makes every man suffer there. And then he says, I'm going to do that to Gotham. I'm going to give them hope. And it's through that hope that I will torture them right. before they are killed. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, he's, arguably worse than the joker mm -hmm. like it oh it's i mean fuck you if you can buy talent buy talent and, and that's what they did. they did yep so they decide that they're gonna go store the the sewers because i know that's where bane is blake has a genius idea of saying it's just a training exercise right. mayor mascara is going to a um a Gotham Rogues football game. Gotham Rogues. Uh, it's a little on the nose. To right? beat the... Rapid City somebody's. Rapid City, yeah. I think he just says to yeah. beat Rapid City. Yeah, we got tickets to watch our boys thrash Rapid City. Right? Uh, the little boy that sings the national anthem is Christopher Nolan's nephew. Apparently Bane's line... It's a lovely, lovely voice. ...was improv I was like, oh. Um, he blows up half the stadium... Uh, uh, Field. field? Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. Yeah, okay. Folks, we're not sports people. The only thing that makes me wonder about bullshit on the ad lib line, that that wasn't being filmed simultaneously. Right. right. You know, so it's not like it's not like Tom Hardy was back in the tunnel with a crew with a film crew on him as the kid was singing. Like, so did Tom, Tom Hardy just had he heard it or think about it and was like, Oh, maybe it was when he was doing the ADR because they have to play what's going and he might have just ad libbed it in that moment. Uh which I wish he, he turned hadn't. like he speaks though. I mean he he definitely He looks at somebody. Yeah, like hmm. like he's like his face is moving like, yeah, I 
I, I had also heard that story that that was an ad lib line. I am skeptical of that one. I would okay. love, I'd love to know more, but I'm skeptical. Um, so the explosions are happening. Um, <laughs> that one running back, Heinz <laughs> Ward, an actual running yes! back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep, the Steelers. Wouldn't Heinz Ward kind of the Gotham Rogues? I could see that. All right, but wouldn't he he feel the giant explosions happening behind him? Like, uh, yes. Yes, 1,000%. Yes. And not only does that blow up, but also the box that has Mayor Mascara in it. R.I.P. Mayor Mascara. Yeah, he is taken out. Ben, uh, Nolan's um, production team has a really good handle on making you feel an explosion happening in a dangerous way. Yeah. Because it's the same way they did it with Rachel. Like, there's a gust of air that hits... Mayor Mascara, and he's like, oh, my mascara. Yeah. And then he dies. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Simultaneously, while that's happening, Blake has figured out that the concrete has been laced with explosives and that he's going to trap all the cops in the city, down in the sewers. He radios in to Gordon. Nope. Radios and... into Foley. Gordon's in the hospital. Oh, Foley. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, that's right. And he realizes that the only other cop besides Foley and him that is left in the city is Jim Gordon, and of course they're going to try and take out the commissioner. Chase ensues to get there in time. There's a real high tension. Uh, the guys are going to break in. You hear two shots. Blake runs in. He sees two guys on the ground. He gets a gun to the back of the head, and it's Gordon. Play the corners, rookie. He's not SWAT. <laughs> he literally just became uh, a detective like two but, days ago. He was a beat cop. No, listen. It's, it's a teaching moment. Is that kind of tactic taught in the academy? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you pick up a gun and you better be prepared for that. So Bane strolls out the doctor and is like, you know, can anyone else undo this bomb that I've let off? No, breaks his neck. Did you recognize the female uh, analyst? Sally from Barry. Barry's girlfriend. What? No. Yep. She's got she's got one line of dialogue off camera, and there's a very quick shot of her looking at a screen. I think it's when the president is giving a speech. And I'm like, no shit, holy shit, it's Sally. She's so good, Sarah. Um, I can't think of her last name. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's hard to. Okay. Oh, oh, no shit. That's funny. So uh, a- after he kills Mayor Mascara and talks to the bomb. Next thing that happens is Bane goes to Blackgate Prison, lets all the prisoners out, and I just wrote, uh, Bane frees Blackgate prisoners. Disturbing images ensue. Like, (laughs) all those Blackgate prisoners dragging the, uh, like, the line of them walking down what I'm assuming is the fancy part of Gotham and all the bellhop, all the doormen kind of like, looking like, what's going on? Like, them literally dragging people out from under their bed, throwing them out yeah. in the street. It's that's rough. Uh, it is rough. It's vicious, right? Like not only is Gotham going to die, Gotham is going to devolve into its most savage, brutal, fundamental self before it dies an ugly death, right? It's not even a noble death. Yeah, and, and that's kind of part of it is like he blows all the bridges except for one. And if anyone uh, uh, Basad is the one that goes to talk to the the general or the 
Captain. He's a captain. He's got two bombs, uh, right? Yes, that's a captain. Isn't that uh, Floyd? Isn't that his sniper guy, Floyd? No, Floyd is not his name. Basad is his name. Okay, um, why did I think it was Floyd? Because I mentioned that some people thought it was Deadshot. Yeah. Oh, oh maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so Basad goes and says, if one person steps foot across this bridge, we'll blow the bomb early. And also, Bane has said that there is a trigger man. One ordinary citizen. That yeah. if anyone steps out of line, this trigger can go off. Let's move to the five months later. Bruce's back has been fixed, but he's still in the prison. He's done two attempts to try and jump out. There's a story that's told about a child that was born here uh, from a mercenary, and you find out that the mercenary becomes Ra's al Ghul. Uh, so he thinks that Bane is the son of Ra's al Ghul. Did you recognize the, the uh, actor playing young bane no i did not joey king not from uh chasing amy no that's joey lauren adams so so no clearly not her oh joey king older prison child who is joey king joey king she was in the summer of 1984 Uh, that just came out uh so i'm looking at her stuff haven't seen it haven't seen it haven't seen it haven't seen it. I see she she's an actress, but I have not seen. She was in the Flash. Frankie came. So yeah, so you keep getting these shots of of this child trying to escape, and there's a hooded figure that helps them climb up and jump off because there's a like a, kind of like a climbing wall to a certain point where there's like a what six uh, foot jump. More than that, but yeah. Yeah, the the, fi- the final gap. Yeah, right. That that is before you can yeah. get get the rope to go up. Th- there's a failed attempt by the CIA to or the FBI to get some agents in there. Those agents are swiftly killed. Uh, those are special forces guys. That'd be military. Oh, special forces. Excuse yeah, yeah. me. Yep. Yeah. The the one guy uh, you watch Rescue Me, right? Sporadically. He was in it. He was actually also in um, uh, Cyrano de Bergerac when I saw it on oh, Broadway yeah? with uh, Kevin Klein and. Jennifer Gardner. <laughs> oh, you saw something with Jennifer Garner? I'm so su- surprised. I didn't think you were into that. <sighs> Bruce keeps failing the jump, and finally the doctor's like, hey, the reason that you're failing the jump is because you've got a rope. You know you're afraid. You don't Yeah, you're you're not afraid. So he takes the rope off, he gets out, somehow magically how- gets back to Gotham. But boy, but how great is that sequence? Like- oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely everything leading up to him getting out of there is amazing. But the instant he leaves, I'm like, he doesn't have the resources he had. And Batman begins to get around. Yeah, I listen. He's he knows a thousand things more than he did. I'm totally that's true. OK, yeah. he listen. He's also probably got like like one time access codes for money transfers. Like he's got we we know he's got stashes because there's a there's a uh, a spare Batman costume in the old Bat lab the Bat bunker yeah the Bat bunker so he's he squirrels shit away he had access to something like he okay yeah um, there's a scene where Selena saves the boy from getting beaten up right. and that's which, where she realizes Bruce is back which you think represents a arc of change for her I, do. I don't okay let's. Leave it up to our fans, our army, Absolutely. to see what they say. I say she would have done that from the beginning. You say only after the growth in the movie. I think it's a growth in the movie. 
Okay. We get to see that there's now a kangaroo court, and who is the judge? The fucking scarecrow. Jonathan Crane. God, yeah. he's so good. One of the first people we see brought up is um the the Strat Striver. Yeah, Striver, the executive vice president of yeah. Daggett. And he's like Paul Bain. I am one of you. Bain has no authority here. Bain sitting in the corner. It's all planned. So great. I just love when he's like Exile or death. Exile. Sold. Yeah! The man in the cold sweat. <laughs> so then Blake is trying to find yeah. a way to clear one of the tunnel entrances. He gets into a scrap with some of the other um, Bane henchmen. And who shows up? The goddamn Batman. Motherfucking Batman. They take Holy down shit. all the people. I love at the end of the fight where there's one criminal like, and, he, and Blake, he missed the spot. He just kicks him as he walks by. Yeah. And what does Batman say to him? If you're working alone, wear a mask. I wonder if that's going to pay off. It's almost like he, he he should be like, it's not for them. It's one for when I'm no longer Batman and you take over. But we never actually get to see any of that. <laughs> that would have been a little on the nose, but I hear you. Yes. <laughs> he hands him a little uh, bomb. Count to five, then throw. It's an actual five count before the explosion happens. Good on them for actually timing that out. Because a lot of times the movies are like, count to whatever. And you're like, that didn't happen. That's also really reckless from Batman. Like, do you mean like, do I like push it then five? No, or like, Batman pushes literally it. Our, oh, oh, no. We know that. But Blake is only seeing this for the first time. Right. His reaction could have been like, wait, throw that like just push it and then five and meanwhile bang he's dead so very reckless of that it hits and it's almost like just like a flash bang yeah that's right and as he turns and no offense but you got something bigger in that belt comes in with the bat completely takes out the barricade this fight is a weird feeling with the mercenaries and the cops yeah so Clearly, this fight is about making a statement for the film. It's not about the mm -hmm. plot. So first of all, right. they are essentially, you could not ask for a worse tactical position. You are being funneled into a narrow approach where your numbers mm -hmm. mean nothing because you have such a narrow frontage. Uh, your opponents have automatic weapons. And tanks. And tanks, even though... The bat will disable the cannon on one of the tumblers. Mm -hmm. There are still, you know, light arms that are essentially automatic weapons. So Aubrey was watching like the last hour of this with me, mm -hmm. and she's like, "Well, they're all gonna fucking die." I was like, "Yeah, they totally are." And That's about <laughs> as bad of a situation in open ground. At least you would disperse right to to limit their ability to concentrate fire, but the literal canyons of the city. You can't, yeah. The the movie makes no the, this fight makes no tactical sense. Clearly, the point of this fight is to show that Foley, who Gordon had previously confronted at his house, mm -hmm. who was basically hiding in Gotham, um, Foley is put on his full dress uniform <laughs> Which and is leading from the front. Gordon says, I'm not asking you to put on your dress and walk down and confront Bane. <laughs> I wanted like there'd be like a like a television 
shot of that happening and for Gordon to be like, I said you didn't have to. God damn it, Foley. Yeah. Again, we don't get humor like that in a in a Nolan film. But uh well, get it in my head. But yeah, it, it makes no sense from any kind of a logical, tactical plot scenario. It's about clearly this is Gotham is not this mindless beast. You know, Gotham has a noble heart and the noble heart yeah. is rising up, right? Like Dark Knight Rises, Gotham rises as well. And this is when we see that. Well, and I, I think, you know, you're saying it's terrible tactic. I don't think it's an accident that it's that way. Bane has set up, this is our fortress to hold our ground. This is your He one knows way there's no good way to get there. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. That It's not an accident. The only thing, I, the only reason why I would say it's a horrible tactic we see there's a shot, there's a larger shot from higher up. If I remember correctly, I think there are other streets that converge at the same yeah, place. Yeah, but what if what if we just don't see it and Bane has blocked those paths? Which he would. I mean, this is Bane. <laughs> absolutely plausible. Yeah. One, one thing that they plausible. get yeah. kind of right with Bane, but they don't really go as far. Bane is a super genius. Aside from being muscle, he is incredibly intelligent he he's batman's he's his mental and his physical first time batman has ever had that he's had physical equals he's had mental equals he's never had anyone who can do both mentally and physically best him yeah and and you know that's i feel like in some ways i feel like movie bane is better than now i I don't have a a lot of of uh knowledge about comic book bane but I almost feel like comic book Bane is a little bit cartoonish. Forget the art style. Just the whole, like, the, the hulking brute thing. Well, he does wear a, 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 a luchador mask. So Lucha, luchador, it ups the silly just, just a little bit. Yeah. Is he like that in the in the comics? Is is yep. that consistent intelligence throughout? The only thing is, is that in the comics, Bruce doesn't beat Bane. It's okay. John Paul Valley. All right. Oh, really? John Paul Valley takes out Bane. Doesn't kill him, but takes him out. Like, like shows up in that n- new bat suit that I've sh- that I've shared the pictures yep. of. And Gordon's like, I don't think that's the Batman we know. And he literally has Bane like ready to give the killing blow and doesn't do it. And that's where Gordon's like, Oh no, that that is the Batman. <laughs> nice. Batman shows up in this fight. So you came back to die with your city. No, I came back to stop you. Uh, now, interestingly, there's an interesting choice there. What do you think that tells us about the storytelling? Bane says, you came here to die with Gotham. Batman could have said, I came to save it. But instead, Batman has made this personal. No, I came to stop you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just That felt like a specific and odd choice to me. I mean, it kind of goes with the Batman is vengeance side of him you know he's not revenge but he is vengeance and he's trying to right the wrong of is it what happened is it because we've already hit that beat in batman begins yep he's there to say and kind of and kind of in in dark knight we've done it twice oh that's true yeah yeah so maybe okay we needed a different angle okay i'm okay with that so he gets he gets he gets bane inside uh, i'm guessing that's a bank it looks like maybe uh, they tell us where he's holed up. I thought it was, wasn't it city hall? Oh, maybe it is. He's holed up at city hall. Yeah. And one of the ways he gets the better of him, he gives a, a, like he never uses the, 
the gauntlet the blade blades yeah but he does to unhook one of the mask things and even one coming off like takes bane down to like 20 percent. it's insane how quickly that takes yeah. him down now i will say this i like this fight and i but i don't know what it is maybe it's the fact that batman wins but the fight feels different Batman doesn't fight with like a different physicality, right? Like, and again, and I keep coming back to the dark Knight returns in the dark Knight returns. The first time Batman fights the mutant leader, he's just trying to go toe to toe. Like I'm as good as, a, you know, right now as I ever was. Mm-hmm. And of course he can't win the second fight when he beats the leader. It's because he's like, Oh, there's a weak spot. I'll attack your elbow. Oh, you just showed me your knee. Now your knees disabled. Like he's, the wise man fighting. I don't know if I'm reading into the fight, but there's something about the way Batman fights in this that feels different. What, what was your read on that? Well, you get some of that, like as the fight goes on, I think, I think it's almost Batman has now fought Bane twice. If you notice after he disables him with the mask, even when Bane gets it partially back in, Bane starts flailing punches, but also when it's a calculated punch, Batman ducks it. Batman's figured out Bane's fighting style. Got okay. So he he has he's applied the world's greatest detective, like, oh yeah, listen, if you hit me with that, I'm fucked. But I can slip that punch. You're not gonna hit me. Yeah, yeah. it's like in Civil War when uh Tony analyzes Steve's fighting style at the end. bullshit right because he couldn't beat him by himself because uh tony's only great because right, of the calm, suit. calm yeah. down calm down uh, do you think um there is that moment after bane gets his first taste of pain when the first tube comes off mm-hmm. is there a little bit of a reversal where like for the first time bane like is bane feeling fear like is, yeah you know the mask because he's is is surprised that batman shows up he's like how do how do you like you shouldn't be here. Like I, right. there's no scenario in which Batman ever got out of the pit. Like that's just not even on his radar. Yeah. When that, when Batman lets off the bat signal in the flame, like that's the first time you really see, like you see Bane, like every time something surprises Bane, nothing surprises Bane. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, until something surprises him. And that's the first time he is generally like, yeah, I did not see that scenario coming. So again, you've got two great actors uh, and two great physical mm-hmm. actors, although I'm sure their stunt doubles are in there. But so that's a great point. We're seeing Batman fighting confidently in this fight, but we're also seeing now Bane's on the defensive for the for the first time mm-hmm. we've ever seen him in the movie. Yeah. OK. All right. I, I know I like it. I didn't know why I liked it. Right. Uh, so he kicks him through the door. A little piece of advice. To Batman, uh, when you want an answer to a question, don't continuously beat your person and continue asking the question. Where's the trigger? Where is it? Uh, I never give it to an ordinary citizen. Where is it? Where's the trigger? Where is it? Where is it? So what we skipped before is when Bruce is hung up uh, after his back is punched back into being proper because that's how it works that's how it works uh he is visited by razal ghul yeah liam neeson and razal ghul gives him a whole bunch of information now this this is the problem with this scene this is kylo ren talking to han solo learning from a hallucination it's all bruce this is where the flower would have come into play like we're giving you this herb to help heal your back there may be the side effect of hallucination like 
quick little piece. Instead, it's just Bruce is just talking to himself. I took Raz Al Ghul as a construct, like he's in so much pain, he's hallucinating. Okay. I mean, I think, I think, I think Christian Bale plays it really well. Like he is in the most pain anyone can experience, mm-hmm. right? And for all we know, he's hearing like the guy who's treating him, the other prisoners are telling him because he, he made the assumption that Bane was the child mm-hmm. that left. And they're like, Oh no, we, we know, no, no, no. The child escaped. That was the, that was the girl. Bane was her protector. Like, no, nobody that- in the prison, nobody in the prison knows that everyone thinks that Bane is a child that escaped. Everyone thinks that everyone thinks that everyone, because when Raz al Ghul returns to get his daughter, they kill everyone except Bane. Hmm. Are, are well, we okay. don't find that out until this scene. But that but part of saying. the story is never told to the prison. Don't forget, Bane runs the prison. Bane's going to have that narrative be however he wants it to be. Well, yeah, because at one point the guy who's tending to Bruce is like, "This is Bane's prison. He wouldn't want that story told." But he's almost mm-hmm. cautioning, like you've already said too much, which implies somebody's willing to share more. Than or Bane lets the forbidden story be told. Sure, sure, sure. Bane's smart enough for that. So listen, that is a that is a plot hole. You're you're right. I don't think no. I don't I don't think it's a plot hole. I think you were just misunderstanding what was it's a subterfuge. It's it's just to for us to think that the the child that we see climbing up and everything is Bane, but we actually find out here it's well, okay. But, so but you're saying how does how do we find out because Razal Ghoul is not there. So how does Bruce find out? Because Bruce is still going with the information that he's been given from the doctors. Which is the child was Bane, right? Right. That's what yeah. the story is. So then how does Bruce find out? So that now Bruce... you're making me doubt it. How does Bruce find out that the child was Talia? What a twist! Because Talia tells him after she sticks oh, it like a pin cushion. that's right. That's right. Never mind. Okay. Yep. <laughs> sorry. I. Yep. 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 That's what right. I was trying to get around. <laughs> sorry. Listen. <laughs> We've been in on this fucking thing for three hours. <laughs> it's, Here we go. You know. Okay, so so he's he's all, um, hey, we're you know you're the son of Ra's al Ghul, all this stuff, and Bane's like, I never escaped. The child of Ra's al Ghul made the climb, but he's not the child of Ra's al Ghul. Hugh, knife stick. <laughs> I am, and though I'm not ordinary, I'm a citizen. Not just the knife stick. She literally twists the knife. Uh-huh. Like the the cliche. Yeah. She twists the knife, but then also like as he tries to reach for the if did you catch when he tries to reach for the uh trigger and she just pushes away with the knife, like pushing harder into him, like, ah, gee God. Yeah. Um, Marion Cotillard is great. The name we haven't said yet is she's wonderful as Miranda. And then she's 10 times better as Talia. So here, here, this is a winter soldier problem because when they announced her character's name was Miranda Tate, I went, isn't that an alias that Talia Al Ghul uses in the Uh, comics? So people in the go ahead, Google Miranda Tate and watch what comes up. Uh, So the Christopher Nolan. Oh, the next one. Talia Al Ghul. So a simple Google search eight years ago would have given this away. Well, it clearly says Afghanistan right there in the opening (laughs) credits. 
So you find out that this is Talia Al Ghul, yeah. Roz's daughter, which is a beautiful circle back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really is, which is pretty much ignored in the second movie, which is okay. But holy cow, the way they link it back, I thought was just wonderful. Yeah, I I, I liked it. Um, so Talia says to Bane, "Don't kill him. I want him to feel the heat." Feel the fire of 12 million souls. You failed. She leaves. I love Baines. We both know that I have to kill you now. So they start fighting a little again. Uh, Baines about to get the upper hand again. You all just have to imagine the fire. And he is blown away by a rocket? From the bat pod? From the, yeah. So it could could just be like a 50 cal round? Yeah. But, but he's dead. He's he's dead. And I'll say I, I will say it now. The worst moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's such an un, it's such an anticlimactic death to him. Yeah. And, and I can't I mean, I guess, listen, Nolan's not a superhero guy. So did he want to subvert the genre like, oh, no, the the big bad guy doesn't get this epic ending. He's just killed by a, a gun. Well, shot. don't forget, he's he's not the big bad guy now. He's yeah. the heavy second. Talia's now the big bad guy, and she gets the big bad guy death. Yes, but this it's, is listen, this is the part this is the part of the movie I hate. The rest <laughs> of the movie I love. Complex uh, plot and all. I do love uh after she kills Bane, Catwoman getting off the bike. About the whole no guns thing. I'm not sure I feel as strongly about it as you do. Yep. Like you don't want to kill people, fine. I'm gonna have to and, and you're welcome. <laughs> so Blake tries to go and get people off of the bridge. Now it was army before. Now why is it just Gotham it, PD? Uh, or it looks like it's, state police. It's not Gotham PD. It's a different. It's a different star. It's my guess is it's supposed to be like state police. But like why? Why would it be downgraded from army to state police? Um, because it's become a state matter. No, that's uh, no. You're right. You're right. Uh, the fact that fact that the government has been involved they're monitoring yeah it should yeah that's inconsistent i don't know if it's cop to cop rather than cop to soldier you know like if they they wanted the dynamic of cop to cop i don't know i do have to point out when blake puts his hands up i'm a cop like you and i'm walking out there please do not shoot me oh (laughs) felt very uh of the time Right, right. Again, hard to ignore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, and of course, uh, he walks forward enough. They blow the bridge. Blake is. Oh, you know why he's talking to another cop? That's the final straw. That is why Blake throws his badge oh, off it, the bridge. But, he has had it with the why? system. Why is it switched? It, well, because he he was asking that other cop to be like basically to right. be brave, right? Like to trust me. We're on the same side. We got to make this work. The other cop basically slapped his hand away. And I think that was the final straw for Blake. He's like, I can't work in the system because he says um, institutions or system structures become shackles. Yep. Right. Like I can't work in the system. I got to go outside. Yeah, Knowing where John Blake is going at the end of this film, your second and third watch. Just make him fucking, fucking telegraph the whole movie. It, but. But don't make him another Matt Batman. Make him Nightwing. How fucking awesome would that have been? 
let him have his own spin on it. Like maybe he became Nightwing. Maybe yeah. he, you know, his name's Robin. I mean, little not. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. No, it should have been Tim, because then he would have been Tim Blake. Yeah, I'm good. I'm... Instead of Tim Drake, or make it Richard. Richard Blake. Yeah. Make him. Yeah. Blake, I like this little moment between Blake and the father where Blake's like, Hey, father, let's get everyone back on the bus, okay? Go, 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 back on the bus. There's nowhere to go. What are you doing? Protection from the blast. We're going to be all right. Double time, go. It's an atom bomb. You think they need to hear that right now? They want to let him die without hope? Come on. No illusions, but he's going to make sure they, they at least, you know, are going out on an uptick. Yeah. Talia gets herself in, with the uh, with the bomb that's been riding around in a, in a convoy around the city, so no one can attack it. Catwoman on the Bat Pod, Batman in the Bat, end up taking it down while Gordon is inside. It crashes. R.I.P. Gordon. Nope. He like gets out. He's just like, huh. Oh, that was <laughs> that was crazy. Nope. Like he was just jostled around. Shouldn't do that again. With nothing to stop him, Talia. The way uh, Marianne Coltier yeah. has her body when she's crushed, that's really cool. That's some good physical going on from her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she dies. She has said that she has set off the yeah. uh, so the whole thing is that they're going to try and get the bomb reattached and it will just become a fusion generator. Again. The core. Yeah. If the core is in the gener- in the reactor, right. it'll stabilize. If otherwise it's going to go critical, yeah, and blow. Again, it's a very complex plot. But she floods the system, uh, which is a sa- fail safe that they had. I do love when Lucius realizes it's getting flooded. His oh dear, <laughs> what? No, that's an oh shit moment. Like, uh, not if you're uh, Morgan Freeman, yeah, not if you're Mo- shoot this motherfucker. <laughs> I was literally just thinking of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, ba- Batman realizes the only way to do this is that he attaches it to the bat. And flies it out past Gotham uh, Harbor. If only the autopilot was working. Oh, if only. Damn it. In the scene, he kind of lets Gordon know that he's Bruce Wayne. Again, like at the yeah. beginning of the movie, Gary Oldman is a strong enough actor. We didn't need that shot after Batman says, A hero can be anyone, even a man doing something as simple and reassuring as putting a coat around a young boy's shoulders to let him know the world hadn't ended. Gary Oldman sells realizing that that's Bruce. Especially because he says Bruce yeah. Wayne. We didn't need the shot from Batman Begins of child Bruce. You know what, though? But that's not for the people that are watching as closely as mm. we are. That's for a casual viewer. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, they can't all be super fans. Like this is true. Because then we wouldn't be super fans. We would just be fans. That's right. So he uh, takes it out over the bay. It explodes. They erect a statue in his honor because he's dead. Uh, they bear, you know, there's a, there's a memorial for Batman, but I really like that yep. four people who all knew Bruce was Batman, but never interacted with each other are finally yeah. together for, and just like unspoken. We all know who we're really marrying. It's really, and then of course, Alfred's, oh, Alfred's speech, Thomas and Martha's Why did you say that name? grave is, I'm so sorry. I failed you. You trusted me. I mean, again, look, look, I'm sure they said to Michael Caine, look, you know, come in. It's a few days of work. Yeah. How long? Because again, he's not in a whole lot. I'd say maybe he worked two weeks tops. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. And I'm trying to think. Holy shit. When he's there. 
was he prepping for Interstellar? How soon after this was Interstellar? Had to be at least a few years. Interstellar, 20, uh, two years. Two years and half. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't have been doing that much because obviously Anne Hathaway was in Interstellar. But Anne Hathaway and uh, Michael Caine don't have any scenes together. No, no. But what I'm saying is like, it's not like they could have had any real production going at the same gotcha. time. Gotcha. Okay. There's a, a state hearing, uh, reading of the will. You find out during that that the pearls have gone missing. Yep. Again, uh, Blake gets a <laughs> duffel bag with a yep. GPS tracker that's got a preset coordinate in it. And like you said before, he goes, uh, uh, no, it's literally, no, no, it's literally just the coordinates. They're written on like an index card. Oh, you're right. They're I not already in the, put in. In the bag, I think, is like the spelunking gear. Right. Like yep. the rope he's going to need to get in yeah. there. Uh, yeah. And it leads him to the bat cave. Uh, he spelunks in. During all this also, you you see Alfred has gone to France again. He's having his friend at Branca. And who does he see sitting there? Oh, and Bruce and Selena. So before we finish... Did Batman actually die? No, of course not. We know he didn't because as Lucius is then Lucius is basically soul searching. Oh, right. There's the autopilot prior. Bruce Wayne fixed the autopilot software. There was a patch. No. So the good news is it's the most direct ending that Christopher Nolan ever gives us. Yeah. 100%. But then there's a shot. Then when did Batman jump out of the bat? Because right before the explosion, you see Batman sitting in the bat pod or in the, uh, the bat you see a close-up of him and it's juxtaposed uh, juxtaposed but we don't see the timer in the same thing it could have been no he's in the bat he's, he's in the bat go back and look he's sitting no, in no, the cockpit no no what i'm saying is but what i'm saying is you have no reference of when that's happening the the timer isn't next to his face gotcha okay nolan could be just fucking with time that was well, his favorite thing to do which he loves to do last shot of the movie blake is in the uh bat cave he's walking through the water Part of it rises up that's got the, um, the bat locker, the, yeah. like all the bat computer and everything on it, comes up and movie. Fuck, that was a movie. So, yes, it is the most direct ending of any Christopher Nolan movie. But as also, like I said at the beginning, a giant fuck you to Warner Brothers, because I'm sure part of the bargain for him coming back to this goes fine, but I'm done with Batman after this. And then he leaves yeah. this amazing cliffhanger of, oh, my God, Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. gets to be Batman now. Uh, you know what that is? No. OK, it's not a he, it's not a fuck you. He's like, I'm done telling my story. What what I think he very generously said was, look if you want to tell more stories in this universe, here's your, mm-hmm. here's the beginning of your next chapter, but I'm done. And my Batman's done. Yeah. And, and, and technically, technically it's as far as I'm concerned, my Batman's done, but if you need him, Bruce comes back from France. You know what I mean? Like it's even, it's, it's that open-ended. Bruce comes back from France and Nightwing and Bruce team, team up. up. Yeah. So, and look, okay. if I'm not gonna lie, I would have gone to see that movie. Yeah. Oh, f- I would have been really fucking excited Fuck about that yeah, movie. <laughs> man. So Todd, uh, we got some questions to go through. We sure do. All right. So, yeah. Todd, who was the most valuable performer for you? Uh, listen, 
I'd be okay with uh, Tom Hardy, but I mean, it's Batman and Christian Bale delivers a different Batman than we saw in the first two movies. It's Christian Bale. No, it's Anne Hathaway. Oh, oh my God. She's a delight from beginning to end. Agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Casey, who's your favorite character? Catwoman. Are you sensing a theme? I I am. For me, it's Bane. Um, the the death notwithstanding, I just I I'm fascinated by him. And I I was I less annoyed by this Bane. I was less annoyed. Okay. Well, uh, well, I mean, the Batman and Robin Bane is an no, atrocity no. from oh, this okay. Bane from watching the movie years ago. Oh, on the, oh, got it. Got watching it, got this, it. I was like, all right, I don't. I don't hate this as much. I'm not wild sure, about sure. some of the stuff that Nolan does in this movie, but I'm just like, okay, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Todd, what's the best scene for you? Ooh, so I, um, I think so. It, I think it's an Alfred scene. And mm-hmm. for me, I think it is. I think it's when Alfred says in so many words, fuck you, and he leaves. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a threat. He leaves. He cannot watch Bruce do this to himself. Right. It's, it, it, it's it's going along with the analogy that I, I said, the drug yeah drug user. This is the, I can't watch you. Obviously, you're not going to kick these drugs. I can't watch you do this anymore. Yep. Yeah, what about you? It's it's uh, Selena and Bruce at the party because like, oh, yeah. that's the moment where you see the sinister sides that's there that Selena thinks that she has with the whole unit better down the hatches mr wayne all that is just that's a great speech yeah. and that was in the original uh trailer and i was like oh and hathaway hello <laughs> fantastic now on the flip side of that casey what is one scene that you would cut i'd cut the i'd cut the whole thing with him having a bad knee because it never pays off for anything yeah that that's true it, if it's a big deal it's taken care of so effortlessly then why did it matter it's taken care of with a, with a strap. Yeah, right. Bionic strap, right? Cinches up and you're good. Uh, I, for me, though, it is the ending of Bane is just, he deserved a better ending. Okay, that's fair. Hey, uh, Todd, lastly, who's the actor having the most fun for you? Oh, it's uh, Brett Briscoe. Brent Briscoe. <laughs> <laughs> that cop the yeah. cop the veteran cop in the uh in the chase there yeah he's having a blast sure. he didn't have a whole lot to uh, do he's a day player having a ball yeah do i really need to say you can probably figure out who it Anne is Anne hathaway yeah oh, okay. fuck yes Anne hathaway she's having so much fun <laughs> very tight uh costume aside i'm sure that was very uncomfortable to wear <laughs> right and the heels the heels are never Ooh, those heels were intense uh, so once again, the IMDb score for this movie is an 8.4 out of 10. Casey, what's your role? What's your uh, score? I was thinking about this today on my drive. I was ready to give this movie about a seven. Uh, in talking, I'm going to move it up to an eight. Okay. So a little bit less for you. For me, a little bit more. It's a nine. I got to be honest with you. But for Bane's ending, it's a phenomenal movie. All right. So, Nine out of ten. All right. Uh, dad's breakdown. Would you watch this with your kids? No, I think I think what we need to start adding to dad, Dad's breakdown. There's a great website called Common Sense Media. Have you ever heard of it? I feel like I may have heard of it. Yes. Um, if you watch anything on uh, Google, 
if you watch anything like Google Play, it it'll give you the Rotten Tomatoes score, and then there's a there's a rating next to it, and that's Common Sense Media. Okay. This is rated 15 plus. I'd go with that 14, 15, simply because just that one scene with Bane beating the ever loving crap out of Batman with no music behind it brings you into a, a realm of realism in it that a younger child might not be able to handle as well. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, uh, yeah. It, I think, I think you're more likely to run into, I think a lot of kids would just be bored with the movie. It's heavy. It's a heavy, long movie. Yeah. 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 You know, so, and that's, I think that's why also 15 would probably sure, be really it, be like, Get some this is an imp- important yeah. piece of pop culture cinema that you should probably pay attention to. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, Casey. Yeah. That was a movie. That was a movie. Uh, hey, so we talked about it at the beginning. We got a little raffle to do. Yes. Uh, back on episode 50, X-Men, uh, The Last Stand. Oh. We did a, for our 50th episode, we did a uh, share this tweet uh instagram post however you follow us on social media tag us on social uh, media wouldn't have been a tweet back then because we didn't have a twitter so but on social media however you want to share this uh, share it and you'll be entered in a drawing for this amazing uh piece of art it, it was on twitter well on we twitter tweeted it out you, but it wasn't on tsphc tweets yep yes so todd let's uh let's draw and find out who uh who's gonna win this jj james okay so jj james if you could reach out to us on our email which is superpodherocast at gmail.com because only cap writes letters tony we will uh get your address from that and we will send this out to you yeah congratulations jj james absolutely so very cool to my knowledge this is not somebody that we have a personal connection with i think he's just no, somebody I, that listens to the podcast for he's been a follower for a while yeah he sure has so yeah very I've, cool i've been i think i've we've both interacted with him separately we've interacted with him but like he's not somebody that you or i know in real life otherwise no i think he lives in pennsylvania i don't know yeah, I'm not we'll sure. We'll find out when he gives us our address and we'll read it out here on the button. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Uh, hey, so Todd. Hey, Casey. It's that time. It is. And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's Helmet. Thanks, Bob. I, I do want to say between quarantine and either shitty or heavy movies we've done, if you could pull something light and fun. Sure. I would be very happy with that. Okay. So I'm just I'm just making my way through the helmet here. You're gonna tell me when to stop. Making your way through the helmet today takes everything you got. Make it okay. Stop. Okay. I thought you were gonna join me in my parody of the Cheers right, theme. Okay. Again, we have a slip. We have one slip. It's one slip. Oh, there's a lot of text. Damn it! It's not an MCU movie. Oh boy. Damn it. Here we go. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> What was the vibe that you wanted for the season four opener? Happy fun. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> so we're returning to the properties of Mr. Alan Moore. Mr. Alan Moore and the Wachowski siblings. V for Vendetta. So, so much for light and fun. <sighs> it's a good movie. I mean, it's good. It's just, it's, it's a good fucking it's a dense. Good oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Well. So uh so Todd let's uh let's watch that trailer. 
I wish I wasn't afraid all the time, but... I am. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Those caught in violation of curfew will be prosecuted without leniency or exception. It's past curfew, you know. Gentlemen, I want this terrorist foul, and I want him to understand what terror really means. We're working on several leads. Her parents were detained when she was 12. It was like those black bags erased them from the face of the earth. You have one chance. You must tell us the whereabouts of Codename V. If our own government was responsible for the deaths of a hundred thousand people, you really want to know? Those who are responsible will be held accountable. The time has come for you to live without fear. I'm ready. This country stands on the edge of oblivion. I have everyone to remember why they need us. Kill him. feeling that everything was connected. We're all part of it. Are we ready for it? The only verdict is vengeance. Okay, uh, so there's an interesting history with this movie, and I'll do more research for the episode, but do you realize that Hugo Weaving yes. was not the original V? No, I do not know that. It's a rich, It's another actor and there are parts of the movie that is still that original actor. Don't look it up now. That'll be for next. No, time. no, I'm not. I'm just making a note on the other page. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like there's like four or five shots in the movie that is this other actor from before. Your hand has just made. There you go. You went completely out of focus because you did this. What? <laughs> and I was like, uh. so Todd, that'll be for next time. Season four. Season four. What? No, Casey. Our... Oh, yeah. Please go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Uh, well, my... I was just going to say, listen, you know, again, we're not going to be just sitting around twiddling our thumbs over the over the summer. We got, we got stuff. some stuff. We got some ideas, some stuff we want to try. Um, we will be, you know, technically you got, if you're a Patreon supporter, uh, head over to patreon.com slash TSPHC. Check out mm-hmm. our Patreon page, kick in a couple bucks, unlock the bonus episodes over there, including the final episode of our second season of Patreon, which is in the spirit of, oh, you haven't seen that? I, was, I didn't know you were, no, I, I, didn't know you, I, was going I wasn't sure if you were like the spirit of Burt Reynolds, the yeah, spirit okay. of yeah, yeah. Hal uh, Needham. That's right. Uh, so we're going to be watching the movie Hooper uh, to close mm-hmm. out that uh, season on Patreon. Um, A little peek behind the curtain. We have not, well, you have, but 
I have not yet watched Hooper, nor yeah. have we recorded that episode. No, we have not. But Will I'm Casey like the movie? Will he be mad at Todd about it and end the podcast? Only time will tell. That's right. <laughs> Todd, uh, as we close out our third season, yes, yes, we have one more piece of uh, housekeeping to take care of. The wonderful, legendary voice of Syracuse Radio for decade literally decades decades, literally decades mr bob brown has been the voice of the moderator for our podcast yeah keeping us in line yeah he has uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna retire him so bob is going to become podcast moderator emeritus yes yes for us uh thank you bob for uh these past three years of keeping us in line and on target at times a good friend of ours personally and a good friend of the podcast <laughs> yes and also uh helping at least i don't know if you ever used it but if we go too far afield using the move it along guys to get us back on track in a quick way That's uh right. so thank you bob for that uh we got a fun little uh different thing we're gonna do that we're not gonna say now but i think everyone's gonna really enjoy it <laughs> you'll have to come back season four while we're, you know, handing out gratitude, we should also, uh, you know, we're not retiring him, but another uh, bit of gratitude we've got. The wonderful Kevin McLeod puts out a variety of music royalty-free at his website, which is incompetech.com. We've taken his song from day one, the song Take a Chance, in to use as our theme song. So thank you. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, my handle for Twitter is not Ryan Casey. My handle for Instagram is not dot Ryan Casey. Go find me in all those social places. I have a blog that I write about a variety of topics, both geeky and non. That is TMP in SYR.com or uh, Twitter or Instagram with the handle at TMP in SYR. So that'll do it for the Superpod HeroCast for this season. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be heroic. Oh, weirdly, I think our pitch was pretty goddamn close there. That'll be fun, That'll be fun to put together. Like, why did, why did only one of them say it? I'm going to hit stop recording, but we can keep talking for a second. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, wait, that was a weird one. That sounded so odd. <laughs> oh, hello. Odd. <laughs> hello. Hey, lady. <clears throat> We're going to take a break over the summer. We'll be doing some stuff behind the scenes to be ready for our season four finale. But you don't have to wait for us to come back over the summer. Go check out Branching Out Bottle yeah, Shop. You said season four per, uh, finale. Yep. You meant season four premiere. <laughs> hey, uh, quick question. Quick uh, aside. My uh, So I see the waveforms on your audio. Mine looks totally flat. Are you seeing waveforms? I'm seeing okay, yours. Okay, all right. I just want to make sure and we're you just talked. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's still okay, there. no problem. Here, go like this. Yep, there it is. So small. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. Well, sometimes it's not about the size. <laughs> all right. It's about the content? Oh, oh. <laughs> Everyone's gone to bed, so I had to... Uh, to close up the garage and take care of the dog and the garbage and sorry it's like oh sweet pl like, i'm trying to pop it's, it was the scene from galaxy quest mother i cannot express <laughs> I cannot you how critical. Of- <laughs> we'll get there 
Will, so will just, we though? It, we're at two fourteen. I want to point out. Yeah, we'll get to okay. it. Right. We're not actually at two fourteen. We're actually like at around one fifty <laughs> because there's about twenty minutes of extra okay. stuff at the beginning, right. and then you walked okay, away. That's fair. So we're good. Okay. We're good. Right. Don't worry. Right. I'll make it a nice tight four hours. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm, I'm thinking man of steel i'm I'm thinking man of steel no 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 we're I good guess. um i'm not gonna lie i actually re-watching the movie i like the voice more now than i did the oh first boy. time no i'm still hard pass on it i was walking around the house today going for you like <laughs> papa said something and i was like <laughs> for you i, I failed you uh, i failed you I'm sorry. We're going to do the same thing. Like you do it, then I'll do it. And then yeah. it's easier to manage. Damn it. Go, I had okay. such a nice lead up there. It's ruined now. Sorry. <laughs> I totally ruined it. Podcast. Over. Fucking with my chi. <laughs> Your chai. <laughs> Are we going to do swordfish? No, no, <laughs> no. That's where I get that from. When he's golfing and she comes in, she goes, and he goes, your mind, you're fucking with my chi. I'm like, that's your face. Nice.